Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome on in. Sorry that we were late. Um, technical difficulties isn't even the word today. Um, <laughs> we spent a, a long time trying to get everybody on. We'll we'll talk about it. We got 80 people up in here. What's going on? Welcome to the first official, unofficial Sixers Takeover podcast. We've been doing this the last couple weeks, um, and we're going to try to continue it each Tuesday night at 8 p.m., uh, shout out to everybody who has been showing love in the chat. We're live on two channels, Philly Take with RB, Running Back Philly. We got my guys, DJ Eastwood, Romp, and Steven Conrad. Um, a lot of technical difficulties going on. But shout out to everybody in the chat. Let us know how you're doing. And um, we're going to talk Sixers and Raptors post-game thoughts. I know these guys have a lot to say as well as I do. Um, we're going to talk about 2-5 selling his apartment. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> And a, a potential trade rumor going around. Also, we might take a few callers later on. We'll think about it. We'll see. We're already having enough technical, um, te technological difficulty here. So we'll see what happens. But shout out to everybody in the chat. And uh, what's going on, fellas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? Um, Fire Doc Rivers already after one preseason <laughs> game. Hey, technically. Technically, we're not late, man, because a lot of Sixers games will say like seven o'clock tip off and it doesn't start till seven thirteen or whatever, man. So by basketball standards, we are on time. Rom, you there? Oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm uh, guys. I'm on my, my phone. My Internet's out right now. If you, I'm a screenshot my screen right now and send it to you guys. It's just so weird right now, but. <laughs> I'm ready to talk some Sixers preseason. Uh, disappointed in the team. Disappointed in my guy, Furcon. Got to make more shots, obviously. <laughs> um, but, yeah, let's, let's get into this. Shout out to everybody, man. 120 in here, guys. Wherever you're watching right now, drop a like. Subscribe to all the channels down on the banner. And uh, let us know if you want us to yeah. continue in this show, man. Uh, we're excited to do it. We'll be covering the Sixers all year long with different forms of content. Um, and I'm excited, man. Um, let us know what you guys are thinking about yesterday's game. We're just going to go around. We might, as, we might as well just get different opinions and thoughts. Like, is it time to overreact? Because yesterday, I mean, it felt like the fort was falling down. And um, Sixers fans were losing their mind over, over one preseason game. Let's go around. What is are that? you guys hearing that? Or no? is it just me? Yeah, I'm hearing it. <laughs> is that a chip bag? <laughs> oh, that's what? Yeah. Who is it? This is going to be a good show tonight. This is going to be a good show tonight. Um, we'll start with DJ, man. Uh, thoughts? Is it time to burn the fortress down after one game? Um, biggest takeaways? Go ahead. I will admit that I was overreacting to a preseason game, but it's because it's not like I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe we lost a preseason game or I can't believe we lost to the Raptors. This, the way that the Raptors fans were celebrating a win, I wasn't overreacting to a loss. I was reacting to uh, the level of, of 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 skill that I was seeing on the floor mm. on the on the Sixers side of the ball, and it did not look good. Uh, I think Doc Rivers is in Tyrese Maxey's head. That's not a good thing. That's not a good. It just that just makes me like nervous for him developing with it with this questioning himself and his decision making and trying to be a facilitator more than a scorer. I don't think it's good. And then like. The bench just looked even worse than they did last year. I, it's, I know it's a preseason game, but good lord, they were bad. 
Stevie, go ahead. You know, I don't think you're overreacting, and I don't think anybody coming up on here complaining about last night is going to overreact because you look at all these players, like I couldn't help but notice, and again, we're Sixers fans here. I, I, I obviously pay attention to other teams, like obviously the Toronto Raptors being an Eastern Conference team, but I couldn't help but notice how all of their players, all of their young players, especially rookies, just come in and improve so much. Like it seems like every year their guys get better and better. Meanwhile, like you look at you look at the Sixers, you look at Corkmaz, like he put out that offseason workout video and stuff. He still looks like the same Corkmaz. Um, you know, if you want to blame Doc for some of this stuff, like you'd mentioned him being in Tyrese Maxey's head, and I think that is true. He looked hesitant last night. Shake Milton, man, like he's in his head. He looks like he hasn't improved. Um, who else, man? Who else? I've had? Matisse Thibel, dude. He was like, oh, four from three. Like the one thing this yeah. guy has to work on is the three point shot. Look, I love Matisse and his defense is awesome. It's he could arguably be. Well, I, I like the idea of him being our best defender once Simmons is gone. But it's like he gets a lot of praise, man. And he is he is just terrible on offense. Me and Romp were breaking down the film last night. I didn't realize how bad it was. Teams like are treating him just like he's Ben Simmons. It's that bad. Like it's a legitimate concern. You want to have mm -hmm. him on the court for his defense, but if teams are doing that to him, you just can't do it. Like we've dealt with this with Simmons. It's a, the same thing with Matisse. Yeah. Let, uh, let me hit these couple super chats and then I'll give my take on it. Shout out to Rob Dredden with the $5 super chat. We appreciate it. it says Ben Simmons selling his apartment to move the North Philly and Kensington zombie land because he's a straight dope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, oh, ben could still buy the entire area of Kensington with pocket change. In. <laughs> How about the timing on that, though, man? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that, and we'll, we're definitely going to touch on that. Like, I just think it's it's funny. It's like, I feel like every little thing is just to be put out there like, oh, well, I'm selling my apartment now, you know? Like, mm -hmm. you know, screw you guys. I'm still doing what I got to do. You can ship me out, keep me out, whatever. I'm I'm going to do my thing. You know, it's just crazy to me. Um, I think that's, I think it's more of a financial move where you see $300,000 per game missed. He's like, yeah, <laughs> I could probably get a, I could probably get three mil for this, for this condo real quick. Uh, let's, let's do that. And it puts, it puts it into perspective too. What kind of places these NBA players live in because a $3 million apartment. <laughs> yeah, well, he de he's definitely not coming back. I'll tell you that. Um, but Rob, shout out to you, man. And shout out to Eagles Gang with the five dollar super chests. What's up, y'all? Question, what's going on with Bum Simmons? Well, we know as much as you do, man. I mean, <laughs> we're just we're hoping and praying. We're sitting, waiting. We'll be talking about some rumors tonight. Um, I just I keep seeing pictures of him each day in the gym. You know, he posts his shoes and his legs, and that's it. I get it's great. I feel it like it, the funny thing to me, guys, I don't know about you, but like when he posts these pictures now in the gym. There's nobody else there. Like everybody's with their team. Everybody's playing. It's just yeah, yeah it is true. It's weird, and it could be a it could be the gym in his house if he had one, but he has to drive to a gym because he doesn't have one in his house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, shout out to everybody in the chat. Um, all right, I'll give my take. People are asking where where Romp's at. Um, he's having some difficulties, so we'll see if he can get his internet back. Uh, we'll see what happens. Real quick, we got another $5 Super Chat from Eagles Gang. Says, it's cra is it crazy how Ben wanted Jimmy out and the Sixers said, yeah, let's get him out of here? <laughs> I think it was more 
Jimmy wanted Ben out or didn't want anything to do with Brett Brown or Ben Simmons, and and the the Sixers ownership was has treated Ben like a like a LeBron James 2.0 since he was drafted, and they were like, no, you're not allowed to talk bad about Ben Simmons. You're not allowed to disagree with them. Jimmy, you're out of here. Yeah. And uh, then yeah. they fired Brett Brown the next year. So and now we're in the situation with Ben Simmons. So Jimmy turned out to be right. He was right mm-hmm. in Minnesota. He was right in Philly. He was probably right in Chicago. He's a dog mentality type of player, and everybody should have listened to him from the from the first time he had a, an issue with a basketball team. That I think that <laughs> was the biggest mistake we could have made because everything that followed that from overpaying Tobias Harris because we got scared, the signing Al Horford, like everything was a domino effect from letting Jimmy Butler walk. And the assets that we gave up to get Jimmy Butler, like those were gone too. And essentially we didn't conquer yeah. anything, you know, so it's, it's really tough. Um, so my opinion on the game last night, guys, I'm going to try to like keep it as level headed as I can. Like, I feel like the entire Sixers nation is completely overreacting. And I'm, I mean, like to an extraordinary level, because let me be honest though, that was sloppy. That was ugly. It was piss poor. You can't have that kind of preparation into a basketball game, but one game guys, really one game in the, in the beginning of October, that doesn't count for a thing. And people are out here talking, Oh, see, you see what happens when you don't have two fives defense. Oh my god. Tyrese Maxey isn't the guy, this and that. <laughs> yeah, really? We're gonna Over use, yeah. four quarters of preseason basketball. Come on, man. This was the first game that these guys are young. They haven't played a lot together. And I'll be honest, you know, it did not look pretty. That we need to play, we need three more days of practice on defense. We should just run laps and, and learn how to defend. But from what I saw yesterday, but I think people are completely overreacting. We didn't even have Joel Embiid. We didn't have Tobias Harris. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say that the team definitely looks different and runs completely different when Joel Embiid's on the floor. Um, we're never good without Joel Embiid. You know, anytime he sits out anything, there's there's really no uh, like structure. There's no flow. There's no uh, real uh, in-order offense when Joel Embiid's not there because our whole game plan always is to feed him in the post and, and, and get things out of that. So... He wasn't there, and the team, you know, looked like basically what they looked like last year when Joel Embiid's not there, which is just a, a bunch of dudes running in circles, uh, nobody really in charge. Yeah, um, I, I just think that you know I didn't expect this to look pretty. Now there were other things I wanted to see, and we'll definitely get into it, like in terms of players being aggressive and stuff. But at the end of the day, like let's be honest, the Toronto Raptors. Shout out to them; they have really good young players. They did not miss a shot, I don't think, in the first half. Like, they they just literally kept drilling threes. Yeah. Now, part of that was because we left them wide open. But mm. still, like, come on, man. I, our guys had to get in our groove. There was some good things to take away. Let's let's give it a couple more preseason games, in my opinion, before we start, you know, completely going off. But what, what do you think, Steven? Yeah, I didn't mean to, like, come out here and act like like the like the sky was falling. My point oh, no, no, was just not, about – Not you. Not you. You know I'm what I mean? about, like – I was fans on Twitter. Like, I don't I think you have enough talent. I straight up don't. Uh, like, we're, we're how many years are we going to watch Furcon, Cork, Miles, and Shake Milton? Anyway, go ahead, Steve. <laughs> no, that right. That was my point, though. Like, seriously, like, eventually, and like, I get it. This team will function. Like, every team's going to function better when their best player is available, even their second best player. But it's it's the fact that the guys look so helpless. Like, the it's been the problem this whole time. We just don't have legit. 
like ball handlers. And the one we have, it's just unfair to ask him, Tyrese Maxey, what is he, 20 years old, to be the lead ball handler of a team that's, well, you know, a playoff team and has aspirations to win a championship. It's just not fair. And you look at the Raptors, like, even if you subtract Van Fleet, they have all these guys who can just make plays. Like, we literally just have so many guys. I don't even know, like, their roles are just to, like, spot up and shoot. This is why, like, I was... I mean, we've all been pounding the table to just go out. Like, at this point, just get me a starting point guard. Like, I don't even care. Like, we talk about all these names. Just get me a guy who can, you know, run the offense, you know, make, make it easier. Um, me and Romp were mentioning, and I want to hear your guys' opinion on this. And I'm, I'm not just saying this after one preseason game. I'm not saying Tyrese can't be the point guard. But, like, to me, he's more of, like, a combo guard. I, I would like, like mm -hmm. him at shooting guard because he's more of, like, a score-first type of player, like, it kind of reminds me of a situation like the Raptors, how they had Van Fleet. He benefited from Kyle Lowry. He Lowry yeah. was the veteran point guard. So yeah. Van Fleet was kind of able to just come in and do his thing and get buckets. And now a couple years later, now he's their starting point guard and he's, he benefited from it. You know, like, what do you guys think on that? Should the Sixers take that approach? Yeah, I don't know who is available for That's the thing. We're kind of <laughs> screwed. Uh, it, you know, in a perfect world, yeah, you would want Tyrese Maxey to play like four seasons behind a Kyle Lowry and just come off the bench and run the second unit and get comfortable and learn. Uh, so, you know, what, what, what I saw last night just shows me that, uh, it's just not something you can learn that fast, you know? And, and, and now it's just a bad feeling because what, I mean, I don't know what, what guy can he actually learn from on the team? There's nobody, there's nobody there. Yeah, I hear you. And and I'm I have a few points I want to make, but let me hit these super chats real quick. Shout out to Batters about with the five dollar super chat says, I know you guys, I know I stir you guys about Ben Simmons, and I don't always agree with you, but I love your passion. Thank you very much. We appreciate people like that. That can have a conversation about it, you know? Exactly. Um, yeah, much love goes out to you. Uh, and shout out to Aaron with the five dollar super chat says, bro, if Glenn Rivers screws up Maxi by trying to make him Rondo, I may have to become a T Wolves fan because even they don't know my pain. Yeah, I, I definitely want to ask these guys about those comments as well. Um, because I, in my opinion, Maxi was not aggressive last night, and I wanted to see him take more threes, especially last night. But um, Aaron, shout out to you. I, you know, Steve, in terms of your point about Tyrese Maxi, like. I feel like this goes back to what I was saying a couple months ago. Like people were so hesitant when I even brought up the idea of throwing Tyrese Maxey in a trade for a superstar. And like, I feel like it goes back to this common theme of how we overrate players. Now Tyrese mm -hmm. is going to be a stud in a couple years. We know that he has the potential. He has the upside, right? It takes the right system to get it out of him. But this, like you guys said, he's 20 years old. Like we were going and I texted DJ about this and you, I, I want to get your guys take on this message last night. This showed me and, and I'm kind of taking a, a different approach here, but this actually showed me why the Sixers haven't traded two five yet, because like, like DJ just said, like we need an impact player. We need a star mm. on this team, guys. I'm just yeah. going to put it out there. Like we're not, you, you guys said it, like we don't have enough talent otherwise. So I feel like, Daryl's going to do everything he can to paint it up perfect in a perfect canvas, you know, defensive player of the year, do what he can and wait for a team that's desperate to strike, you know, because if we trade him for a fringe starter that, you know, doesn't end up playing or doesn't end up working out, we have nothing left. We have no draft picks. We have no assets. All we have is Joel Embiid 
and Tobias Harris being overpaid. So I want to get your guys' take on that. I mean, that's my belief and hope, I guess. Like, he waited this long because of that. You know, maybe, like, we could only hope he knows something we don't, right? Like, he's been checking in on all these situations. Like, we mentioned Damian Lillard, but there's other guys out there that we probably don't even know of that might, you know, might become unhappy where they're at. It's just not reported or whatever. The media is so good at, like, altering with that stuff. You know what I mean? But, I, I mean, I would like to think that, right? He's waited this long. Otherwise, like as much as we, you know, dog on Ben Simmons, like, I, I hope it's not a situation where like, if Daryl were to just call the Timberwolves, for example, right now and be like, yo, you know, we'll give you Ben Simmons. Will you, will you give us D'Lo? Like, I hope it's not a situation where they're like, ah, eh, we got to think about that. You know what I mean? Like, I hope mm-hmm. it would be like a definite yes. Like, I hope that's the situation, not, you know, vice versa or whatever, but. It's just, it's just, it's hard, man, because it's literally like an asset that's just sitting there. Like he's not even showing up to practice. Yeah. They're not trading him yet for somebody that could come in and help. So like, this is, this is killing me, man. Like the days right now, like I'm literally just waiting for a trade yeah. to happen at this point, you know? Yeah. And and that's why it hurts too. And that's why I, you know, we're, we look like the ones in desperation mode right yeah. now. So I feel like we're going to wait maybe 20 games into the season where a team goes, Oh, our best defensive player just got hurt. Oh, we see that we can make the playoffs this year or just something like that and say, all right, let's call up the Sixers. You know what I mean? What do you, what do you think DJ? I think, uh, yeah. And I think Daryl Morey might wait a little bit into the season too, because if this team does not look good for 10 games, then you could sell it on like, look how much of an impact he had. Mm, And now look how, how much they miss him. And this is what he can do for your team. And even if I don't believe it for the regular season, I believe it somewhat with his defense and his, and his uh, just vision and passing ability. But when it comes to the playoffs, the guy absolutely folds and runs away. So it doesn't actually matter. But I definitely saw a difference from last night, whereas if you would have had Ben Simmons on the floor, you know, he's hitting Seth in the corner, he's hitting Danny in the corner, he's hitting guys that, that Tyrese Maxey just can't find, just can't see. Mm-hmm. Ben Ben can can facilitate better than, than Tyrese Maxey with his eyes closed. Uh, but when it comes to the playoffs and refusing to shoot and, and the defense just doesn't guard him and those kind of things, that's what I'm tired of seeing. But... I think you can sell him, you know, if if we don't look that great uh, in the beginning of the regular season without him. Um, but I, I actually think, uh, or I actually hope that it gets done before that because I'm just ready to move on. You're right. We're we're in limbo. We're like chained to this Ben Simmons thing in a basement, and we can't get out until somebody brings the key. And it's not coming anytime soon. It's hard. To, it's still hard to even talk about the team because it's like, well, we still have Ben Simmons that we didn't yeah. trade yet. So. That's annoying. Yeah. I'm I'm just kind of worried. Like when you look at the long term impact of this, we don't have a lot of draft picks stocked up. We've used a lot and we've missed on a lot. And other than Tyrese Maxey and maybe Matisse Thibault, like what other assets do we have that are, uh, you know, other than Joel Embiid, obviously, that are like valuable and like pure points when it comes to a potential trade, even going forward for the future, right? A, a potential free agent looking at this team, like why would I want to go there? You know, like. We have to put ourselves in a good position. Like we, if we go out and get a D'Lo or a Brogdon, we have to play well mm-hmm. to the point where another star would say, let, let me go play in Philly with Joel Embiid and this guy or that guy. And, you know, we'll make something happen here. But if not, like if we mess that up, I just think that's why a move hasn't been executed yet. That's just my thoughts on it. 
I also think like it kind of feels like this is like this is the only move that the Sixers have in them is like a Ben Simmons trade because like once this is done, I don't really know what else they have to trade. Like they could probably, you know, come trade deadline, give up second round picks or whatever for some, you know, garbage guy to fill out your bench. Like, let's just be honest. But like as far as like something that can actually help the team, like this is it. They have to get like they have to get this right. There's there's no excuses here. Like you have to benefit, figure out what you can do here to you know, benefit the team. It can't be something where it's like, ah, you know, it's somewhat going to help the team. Like, no, this, this is all you have left. This is literally it right here. Yeah, you're right. And that's and with the Tyrese Maxey thing with people saying like, you're, you know, you guys are impatient. Give him time. He's going to be great. I'm like, we don't have time. That's what no. I'm saying here. We don't have time. If, if, if we're going to wait five years then trade Joel Embiid right now, you know what I mean? We don't have time. You need to do something, take advantage of his, his MVP level of play right now and like if you can get a more experienced guy and you can get uh you know if you can get a brogdon and lavert and 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 something else and you have to throw tyrese maxi in there that's just feels like a lot to me for brogdon and lavert but i don't know i'm just i'm like i'm like i have a headache thinking about it but if you have to give up maxi for a more experienced guy uh maybe you do but you still have to question like whatever move you make you have to think like is this could this win a championship this year? Because if it couldn't, then then like kind of what's the point? You know what I mean? Yeah, yep. yeah, exactly. And, and and again, like looking at that long term aspect of it, it gets rough. Um, I want to ask you guys about the Doc Rivers comments on Maxi, and I want to touch on that. But before we do that, let's wrap up on the game. Like, are there any other takeaways that you guys have, or something that you notice? I'll go first. I've been saying this for I don't know how long, but we need a Jordan Clarkson. Lou will we need a veteran guard off the bench that we can count on for 10 to 15 a night I'm getting sick and tired like you said earlier Furk on shake so inconsistent you know championship teams what do they do they bring a few guys off their starting unit they bring scorers in you know we don't have a vet guard off the bench and you know we traded for Alec Burks and, and Glenn Robinson a couple years ago Glenn Robinson got no playing time Alec Burks had 18 in a playoff game and got set yeah. So <laughs> when are we going to get a lethal score off the bench? Because I'm telling you right now, I am. I, I've been saying it, and I saw last night right in front of me. I am severely worried about the bench. What do you guys think? I think it depends what happens with the Simmons trade. But do you guys think? Because his role before he came here, by the way, was coming off the bench. Seth Seth Curry is mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Like I lo- I love him, man. He's on a really good contract. He fits really good on this team. But I'll be honest, like uh, on a championship team, he's probably your sixth man, if I'm being honest. Like, do you think he could fill that role? Like, is that is that something? Like, I think he can. He's done it elsewhere. He did it in Dallas. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, in-house here. I think – I don't think Seth is a good enough, like, shot creator, really, to be that, uh, mm-hmm. that, that guy off the bench to just give him the ball and he's going to score. You know what I mean? He's still yeah. just kind of a catch-and-shoot guy. He shows flashes of creation at times, but um, – he was forced to do it in the playoffs, and that's why he averaged twenty points in the playoffs. So he, I mean, maybe he, maybe he couldn't. He just been, hasn't been given a chance to do that. Uh, but yeah, I agree that 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 we just need a veteran guy off the bench because I'm just tired of watching these dudes that are just. I mean, they're, they're just, they don't improve. They're just kind of the same every year. They're like okay, they're they're nine for ten, and then they're zero for thirteen. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I I totally agree with with uh, RB on that one. Yeah, I, I just, you know, and, and to your point, Stephen, I do think that 
Seth can be a six man. I thought that's what we were going to bring him in for. And I think Danny Green would be better at the two, to be honest. So, but again, we need that forward, you know? Speaking so that's, Danny, guys, he looked terrible last night. He looks like he's aged 15 years. Yeah, and Doc's, pro, Doc's post-game press conference, one of the first things he said was, we looked out of shape. And I'm like, why are your players out of shape? You know? <laughs> Do you not have an off-season plan for your players? No, he doesn't because Doc Rivers is 62. He, he, he left the facility and he went golfing around the world and <laughs> didn't talk to anybody. And then he came back and everybody came back. Nobody did anything the entire off-season. You could tell. So, you know, maybe it'll take him 10 or 20 games through the season to get in shape. Hopefully, Joel uh, was working by himself. But I, I just think Doc was kind of insulting himself when he said that. Like, why is that team in great shape and your team is not? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And and I'll be, you know, I'll, I agree with you guys 100%. Like, Doc has really been wearing me, but I'm not going to say anything else until I see how the regular season plays out. Because, I, you know, I do think Doc did good things in a regular season last year other than 2-5. Like, I feel like every problem ends up coming back to 2-5 to somehow. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I want to see the post-era of him not here and how these guys yeah. play together. Um, but... You know, I want to hear from you guys and the chat as well. Let us know if you guys are uh, how you guys are thinking about these things. We got 330 people in the chat. Um, yeah, drop a like wherever you're watching. What do you guys make of Doc's comments on Tyrese? Is it something we should overreact about, underreact? Do you think it's had an impact on him so far last night? What do you guys think? Go ahead, Steve. I just don't understand how you're going to be like so soft towards like Ben Simmons for the majority of last year. And then like the first chance, like, first of all, a 20 year old being asked to like literally take the keys to the Ferrari. It's like, here, it's your ball, man. Be the point guard of the 76ers. This dude comes out and like straight up slanders him. Like, look, that's a conversation you got to have behind closed doors with Tyrese. You critique his game and stuff like that. And Hey, he can, he can clearly handle it. He seems like a tough kid, mentally tough, but like to come out to the media and make that the narrative. I don't know, man. It, se it seems kind of odd to me. Are you guys kind of like, it just seems weird, like an agenda or something. I don't know what his thinking was behind that. I just think uh, doc's comments after the last uh, training camp uh, practice, where he basically said uh, Tyrese didn't have a great camp, you know, but he didn't have, a bad one. And I'm like, why would he even say that? Like he's not focused on this kid's confidence or, or, or anything like that. And then, and then when he went on this thing, comparing, comparing him to Rajon Rondo and, and it was just, it's so, it came off as so Brett Brown to me. It came off as so I coached Tim Duncan in the nineties. So we yeah. have to play from the post and we need two centers. And it's, it's a guy that is 20 years past his, his coaching prime. Who's out of touch with the way the game works right now. And, he thinks Tyrese Maxey should play like Rajon Rondo instead of looking at Tyrese Maxey and saying, what kind of player is he naturally and how can we get the best out of him? He's not Rajon Rondo at all. Rajon Rondo could facilitate a team with his eyes closed, with his right hand tied to his tied behind his back, throwing behind the back left-hand passes. He was insane when he was 21. Tyrese Maxey's not that. You need to look at Tyrese Maxey and say, okay, Joel's going to be the guy in the middle. You're going to be the guy up top. Shoot anytime you're open, pull up mid-range, shoot 25 shots a game, bring the defense out, give the ball to Joel. And don't like you could tell from the time that game started yesterday, the one of the first plays, Tyrese had a wide open lane and he and he kicked it to Danny Green real fast. He was like oh. trying really hard to share the ball. And I, I hate it. I hate that 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 he's in his head making him think like that instead of just do what you do. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and also there was a comment yesterday in the post game uh, press conference where Doc, I think he said something like, you know, Tyrese isn't ready. You know, he has a long way to go or something like that. I honestly am getting the feeling, guys. Like we know that Doc doesn't like playing young guys a lot. I have a feeling that Doc is just viewing Maxi almost like a, a blowover. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, he's just another young player. He'll develop. He'll in time. He'll be all right. Like. I'm starting to really believe that Doc loves 2-5, and he wants him back at all costs. And if he's not here, I feel like Doc is not going to view this team as like a, a sure contender. You know, that's a good point you both made. Like, it seems like he's really like, I mean, Doc obviously is older, but it seems like he's like stuck in the past. Like he's, Boston was the only team you won a championship with, right? Like I was, I was hyped when we hired Doc Rivers. I was like, well, this is exactly what they need—an older guy that's going to hold this team accountable and stuff like that. But you know, we see, we saw how this uh, has been playing out, and it's not looking good right now. Like this team needs leadership, by the way, right now with all this nonsense going on, and Doc just seems to be a jerk. He's not, <laughs> you know, backing his players. Like, dude, you're not going to back Tyrese Maxey. Like, I don't understand. And like, he's turning him into a player he's not. Like. He's so obsessed. Like you, you brought up Rondo, and that's the comparison he's trying to use. Like, why is he so obsessed with like a facilitating point guard? Like, that's I feel like that's part of obviously Ben deserves a lot of blame, but that's like part of his downfall with Ben Simmons this past year. He was he literally told him, he's like, I don't care how many points the guy scores, just facilitate. Huh? Like, dude, yeah. what are you what are you doing? Like, you have to score the basketball. Don't you guys remember? Uh, coming in the last season, one of the things he said, he's like, I don't know, I don't care how we score the basketball. We just got to score a lot. We got to be like top five in scoring. Well, mm -hmm. if you're literally coaching some of your players to not even score the basketball, how's that going to work? It just doesn't make any sense. Dude, he said that again. He said that again in his post game yesterday. He said, I'm not worried. Was, they were talking about Furcon being one for eight and, and whatever else. He's like, are you worried about the guys shooting? And he said, shooters shoot and shooters miss. I'm not worried about the shooters not making shots. He said, I'm worried about non-shooters shooting the ball. That's what he said. I'm like, what is this guy talking about? Why is he harping on, why is he telling people not to shoot the ball? It's the opposite way to do things. You ever play basketball, you never wanted a guy on your team that, that would like give you a, a mean mug if you took a wide open shot. You know what I mean? I need people that are going to encourage me to shoot. That's 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 positivity. That's energy. That don't tell someone not to shoot the ball. I don't get it. Also, that is part of Doc Rivers' problem with Ben Simmons is that he coached Rondo and he thought that Ben Simmons was like Rondo times two, six ten Rondo who can play great defense. That's all good and well. Rondo had three Hall of Famers on his yep. team. If Ben Simmons was kicking out to Ray Allen and Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. Yeah, Ben Simmons is great. Just play defense and don't do anything else. You have enough good players to win an NBA championship. That's not what this team is. So Doc just he's just obsessed with that 2008 team, and I see it more and more every day. And this Tyrese Maxey Rajon Rondo thing blows my mind. You know what I think it is too? Like, I feel like he views Joel as being so dominant that he's like, we're just gonna build the entire offense around Joel, and our point guard's just gonna be here to facilitate. Like like you said, I, I don't think he's up to date. Like, even though you have a dominant center, look at the Denver Nuggets. You can also have a lethal point guard, a guy who can shred the defense um, and can get to his spots and, and knock it down off the dribble. So I don't know. I, I just have it. I have this gut feeling that it's something about Tyrese being young and those comments last night about, oh, he's just pretty much saying like he's just a project, you know, like 
it's going to take a long time. Like, we don't have time. We don't have time, Doc. Come on, man. Come on, man. Listen, and, and also the way the basketball works, you could have coached the 2016 Warriors to an NBA championship. You could have coached the 2008 Boston Celtics to an NBA championship. These guys get on such a high horse. They think they did something amazing by winning a championship with four Hall of Famers on a team that they they think they're a genius, and now I'm going to I'm gonna do what I did then to this team. No, bro, it was just the fact that you had four Hall of Famers. Give mm. them a basketball. They're going to score 130. Yeah. And, and and since Doc didn't come in and really apply any accountability, especially when it comes to one of our stars, like I'm I'm leaning towards the notion like, yeah, Doc, he's kind of overrated if you think about it. I mean, look at all the leads he's blown and all the chances, all the good like that that team, not even with, with Kawhi and PG, but when you look at Lob City, like I thought that team could have been a mm -hmm. championship team for a couple years. Um, he's got something to prove, and this could be a, a hot seat year for for Doc, in my opinion. I agree. And also like dating back to that, even that Celtics team, he coached more specifically, like they underachieved. Like I remember when that team was formed, I was like, Oh my gosh, these guys are about to just go. They're going to, you know, they're going to three Pete or something like that. That's three hall of famers, a young all-star guard, you know what I mean? And Rondo also like, we kind of like ignored this, but he basically got fired from that Clippers job. And that's a lot of talent on that team. That's another team. Kawhi PG I thought when that team got formed I was like you know what that team's probably gonna win the title that's a really good team because before those two guys got there they were they were like a sixth or seventh seed their best player was like who was it Lou Williams I forget that team was pretty good so um, yeah 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 imagine it imagine if Doc Rivers actually held great players back more than he helped them and they were just that good that they still won a championship yeah. anyway you know what I mean because uh, you know, I, I never, I never really went back and looked at the series records and stuff with that Boston Celtics team, but I know there wasn't much in the East when LeBron was in Cleveland uh, the first time, and I think Dwayne Wade wasn't winning yet in Miami, uh, or he was, I don't remember. Um, but LeBron went to Miami to to face the Celtics basically, and 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 that was it. But I don't know, maybe they underachieved more than more than anything. Yeah. It's a really good point. Um, shout out to, we got 350 people in the chat. Wherever you guys are watching, give us your thoughts. Uh, Romp was here, but he could not stay on because the internet was down. So, you know, hopefully he'll join us next time. But let us know if you guys are enjoying this, if you want to see this each week. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you guys think we should take a few phone calls since since we don't have Romp up here? What do you guys think? I'm down. Sure. Why not? All right, um, I'll put the number up on the screen, guys. Call in. Give us some thoughts on, on Doc Rivers, what you saw in the preseason game. We're still going to talk about um, the news from today and the trade rumor, but, you know, we'll take a few calls. Give us your thoughts. There's the number, 215-798-7638. We got a couple Super Chats to read while we wait. Uh, Kirby with the $5 Super Chat, we appreciate it. says, I feel like maybe Doc is upset that fans believe in Maxi and don't believe in Ben, so now he's knocking Maxi down a peg. Could be. Could is, be, is man. Doc, Doc is Rivers is a, a Doc Rivers is a Ben Simmons fanboy. He really mm -hmm. is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he is. I, he's I, like ben, Ben's amazing. Ben is amazing. I just don't understand what you guys see that you don't love. He's just an incredible, amazing. I, I can't stand the guy when he talks about Ben Simmons. I can't. How does how does this stuff how does stuff like this continually happen in Philadelphia? Like it's just so tiring, man. Like. We deserve we we deserve something, especially right now with all the sports, man. Like, come on, come on. I also think I also think Doc Rivers just sounds like he's done when he does a press conference. He just he just sounds like he doesn't really care that much. He's like, 
well, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna get better. He's gonna improve. Uh, you know, he just doesn't sound enthusiastic. Yeah. Just retire, dude. Just retire and play golf. Yeah, he was gonna, he was going to, uh, to not take this job last year until he saw our two guys. You know, we also paid him a lot, man. That, that was a big check. Him and Daryl, by the way. So we can actually blame Brett Brown for being so bad that we paid Doc Rivers so much money because we 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 thought he was going to be that much better. It's all Brett Brown's fault at the end of the day. <laughs> Honestly guys, when it, when it comes to Daryl Morey though, like I I still feel like he's getting a little bit too much criticism. Like there's definitely moves he missed out on, but you know, at the trade deadline last year, who did he trade? What assets did we have to go out, right? He traded Tony Bradley. To yeah. Get more too. Like yeah, he could have he could have thrown in the entire boat, Maxi, Thibault on, got Lowry. He probably, you know, we look back, hindsight probably should have done it, right? But this offseason, like, he has not had a lot of room to work. Now, I will say he should have got a better bench piece because, you know, people think George Niang is, is the solution to all problems. I mean, this guy averaged like five points a game and played 10 to 15 minutes a night. Like, we need some bench help. I agree. But when it comes to yeah. your, your top three guys and, and you got Tobias overpaid, you got – to five overpaid it it's kind of a tough job you know what i mean yeah george niang was really just a catch and shoot guy the, the only thing that 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 stands out is that he shot like 43 percent from three on catch and shoot three so that's always like oh he's a big stretch four he shoots 43 percent and like yeah but how many how many did he get per game you know um and then last night i saw a lot the lack of a point guard uh, forced a lot of players to dribble a basketball that I don't want to ever see dribble a basketball. You know what I mean? It's just Andre Drummond had five turnovers. That guy should never be dribbling a basketball at the three-point line. It shouldn't happen. Why are we running dribble handoffs with Andre Drummond? He's yeah. less of a ball handler than Joel Embiid, and you don't even really want him dribbling the ball at the three-point line. Yeah, was, we, had, we had no substance at all. Let's go to a caller. Yo, yo, you're the first ever caller on the Sixers Takeover podcast. What's going on? Who do we have on the line? Yo, yo, we got Scotty here. What's going on, fellas? What's up, Scotty? What's up, Scott? Yo, so let me just say this, man. I was watching the, um, I think it was this morning, I was watching the little press conference with Daryl Morey and um, our, what's our, what's our, not the owner, the GM, Brett Brown, uh, not Brett Brown. Daryl Morey? Elton Brand. Brand. And I was (laughs) just like, they kept talking. I couldn't even watch it for more than five minutes, man. It was like, what is the love affair with Simmons, bro? Like, I just can't. I can't take it anymore. Like, they're talking about talking about like how this guy's gonna come back, and they're expecting him to come back. Like, what do you see that like makes you think that he's gonna come back? Why do you even want him back at this point? I w- I will say I saw that same uh, press conference and. You could tell, first off, you're right. I don't know why Elton even has a job. Like, he must be shining Daryl's shoes or something. But, you <laughs> know, this, no he job. Had, bro. He was lying through his teeth, man. Like, he literally answered a question saying saying that he wanted 2-5 back and started laughing. Like, Daryl oh, started man. laughing as well. It's like, it's ridiculous at this point. Yeah, they're, they're just they're just playing I mean, the game, saying that kind of stuff. They're just playing the game trying to, because you don't want, uh you don't want this, like, battle, public battle and animosity and stuff. You want it, you want it to sound like we value this guy. Uh, because he's amazing, so please give us something in a trade. You know what I mean? I think that's what it is, really. You you think it's all like a mind game thing, like with with trade negotiations? Because that's what I hope it is, honestly. Like I really hope they're not serious. Yeah, I think it has to be. Yeah. I don't think Daryl Morey likes him at all, but I think he knows how to play <laughs> the game. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I mean, is. and then the, you know, and then the rumors, the rumors came out today that apparently they're looking <laughs> at like Brogdon and Levert in like a trade talk. Like, how how would you guys feel about that? Yeah, we're definitely gonna be talking about that in a little while, but um. Yeah. I mean, if that if that trade offer is there, you know, it, you have to highly consider it, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just oh, don't, sure. I don't believe that it's there. I just don't. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I don't think they're giving up Brogdon and Levert for, you know, it, the Pacers look at themselves. As, what happened? <laughs> How about that, um, the Pacers look at their their team and say, "Are we a championship caliber team?" The answer is no. So I guess they probably would be going willing to give up. But does Ben Simmons really make you a championship caliber team without other all stars around him to score? No. So I don't know. Is Larry Bird in charge? Is he the GM of the Pacers? Who is the GM? I think so. Yeah. Or yeah, it is Larry. Yeah. Hmm. Larry Bird trading for a non shooter. Imagine that. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, Larry dude. Bird trades for a guy that refuses to shoot a basketball. It's all come full circle from 1980. Yeah, the Pacers are in a. <laughs> I mean, who knows with the Pacers? They're. I don't. I don't see them going up anytime soon. But yo, we appreciate the call, man. Hey, appreciate you having me on, man. Thanks, thanks, man. man. Shout out to the super chat from TJ. Uh, he says Cowboys just released Jalen Smith. Um, congrats. <laughs> Is that the guy that uh got substance abuse? Nah, I think that was the that was a lineman, right? But Smith is the linebacker. Um, well, Eagles could use him, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> we could <do> a lot. <laughs> not saying it, much, but this is the Sixers' uh, takeover, not the Eagles. You know, it, it's it's rough times with the Philadelphia Eagles. So yeah, don't even get me started on Howie Roseman and linebackers. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, call into the show, man. Let's. Uh, yeah, we got the number two one five seven nine eight seven six three eight. Um. We're going to go on to next topic, but feel free to call in. Uh, we kind of touched on it, but what do you guys make of this whole, like, oh, I'm selling my apartment now? Like, do you think that's more of like a shot back from Rich Paul, or do you think that's just two five? Just like, let me get the heck out of here. Uh, hmm. Honestly, like, there was a report that it came out. I think it was <clears throat> Bleacher Reports. I forget where it came out. Or the Philly Voice, one of those. I, I get them all mixed up. They were saying how, uh, I guess, Simmons, like, camp is feeling, like, the pressure of the holdout or whatever. So, like, it's mm-hmm. got to, like, honestly, it's probably just financial reasons. He was going to sell it eventually. Like I, I said earlier, the timing is kind of, uh, it's pretty funny here, you know, like, because he's the fines just now are starting to get bad. And I guess because he didn't report that one day he missed out on like eight million it was or something like that. I, I forget what uh-huh. the situation was. So uh-huh. it's yep. it's financial. I don't think it's you know what I mean, like any of this other other stuff. Dude, I don't think people realize how much of a mistake he's making financially. Like mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. insane the amount of money he's willing to give up to not dude, for eight million dollars, I'll show up in a clown suit and you can throw like cow shit at my face <laughs> for hours on end every day. Like, there's no way you would. I just don't understand. Most people are like that. Most people are like, yeah, I hate the city. The fans hate me, everybody. But but you're going to take $8 million from me. I'm showing up. Right. I'm showing up with a mean face on, or I'm showing up and faking an injury. I'm doing something to get that $8 million check. That's crazy. Well, that was a report that came out, too. Remember they were saying, was that true, something about him, like, being injured or something? Do you remember hearing that, you guys? Yeah, they said uh, he could. he actually could show up eventually and say that he has an injury 
he would make his money, but he probably would just sit on the sidelines. <laughs> Which I don't know how that works, by the way. Like, I feel like you kind of have to, if you're being paid, if you're employed by the Sixers, don't you have to be tested by their medical staff? I don't know. Yeah, it, it would get real messy. And <laughs> to that point, guys, like, I think if he does sit out, I don't, you know, they're talking about, like, all these little caveats, like how he could end up going to his next team and he could uh, still get paid. I don't see any way he goes to another team and gets his fully guaranteed money. Because that's just opening up the possibility for mm. someone else to do it, you know? So um, I, yeah. I just think he's either going to have to man up and come or he's going to miss, you know, $300,000 per day. And that's just absolutely crazy. Uh, let's get some thoughts here. We got another caller, caller on the line. Yo, what's going on? Yo, what up, what up, what up? Run it back, yo. You have in the we can't hear you that much, man. What do you say? So what's going on? What's going on? Oh, what's going you. on? My boy's running back. Yo, you be having me screaming in the morning. Let me keep this short. <laughs> okay. Then okay. he can't come back because he's not built for Philly. You know what I'm saying? He just can't come back. It's game or nothing. We just got to drop our nuts and chill. Okay. Okay. Let me say, it's just, okay. Our loyalty is what's getting us in the way. It's the same thing as Carson Wentz. We should have been some sooner. Jalen would have had the rest. Just like with Brett Brown and Ben. We should have got rid of Ben sooner and Brett Brown sooner and kept Jimmy. We got to pray that if he don't fuck around and leave and end up in Miami. You know what I mean? It is what it is. We got to drop our nuts and wait for them. Y'all be cool. We're in simple. Appreciate it. He's I like wrong, I like man. a I like a caller who gets a point across and just leaves. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's awesome. That's powerful, man. <laughs> I mean, he's not Drop the mic. Um, Listen, Damian Lillard's not leaving, so I don't understand. Yeah, but did you hear yesterday his their their top offseason addition broke his nose? Cody Zeller. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, or, Cody or, Zeller. Well, Cody Zeller with a good nose is, is your is your best acquisition. You're in trouble. Yeah. I know. It's just crazy, man. I don't know what he's waiting for, but. Yeah, um, I think I think two fives feeling the pressure, man. Like you said, and I, you know, he's he's gonna have to come either way, or this is gonna get messy. And what my hot take, guys, is that with by maybe like a week and a half, two weeks, we're gonna hear something from the NBA. Like Adam mm -hmm. Silver is gonna call up Rich Paul, tell him to stop being so damn stingy, and they're gonna have a meeting or something like that. And I'm just look, let me tell you guys this. If there's some way that this happens where he ends up getting out and getting like part of his money guaranteed or something like that, I'm going to absolutely flip. Because <laughs> at that point, we're screwed. He gets what he wants, and that's just disgusting. I think you got to look at it like this. Well, first of all, I don't think Adam Silver wants to wants to screw over NBA teams. You know what I mean? That that's that's mm -hmm. the letting a player get away with it and giving nothing yeah, back to the team that. is the is the worst thing that could happen to the NBA. Like moving forward, I think his goal would be uh, to benefit the team more than this player who's being selfish and, and, and uh, you know, mad at an organization or whatever. But as far as the trade, like you got to look at what's another GM thinking when they think when they ask themselves what happened in the Ben Simmons situation? Are they, you know, Ben's mad at the organization because Doc threw him under the bus and all this stuff. Is the GM really thinking that makes sense or is the GM saying this guy folded in the playoffs three years in a row and ran away and hid? and is willing to lose his whole contract and not come back and is screwing the team over, do I want that guy on my team? Like, I don't right. I don't think anybody wants him on their team. Right, and that's why at I said that, last, At that money. Yeah, and that's why I said last stream, like, what happens when he when someone criticizes him on his new team? 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, exactly. Out the next three years, like yeah, the stuff isn't going to go away. Yeah, no, it's not. And, and to your point, DJ, like you're right. Like the Sixers are being naturally screwed here. But the thing is, two five is so in his own like mind and his own world. Like, how are we going to even get the value back up? That's why I'm saying the only chance I, that I see is like a team so desperate for you know maybe a team that can't acquire anybody in free agency or just someone gets hurt. And then they say, all right, let's go out and get them, you know? But other than that, what what else do we do? I don't know. I think teams are like, listen, we would love Ben Simmons, but not at $177 million. So you guys figure it out over there. Uh, you know, if you got to go to <laughs> if you got to go to court for, for a breach of contract and delete Man. the whole thing, we'll, we'll take him on a different contract. But I don't know who's paying max money for a guy that folds and then can't handle the, the, the criticism. Well, this better not be a buyout situation. I will. I mean, <laughs> all he had to do, though, like, when Go will ahead. the NBA, like, if they do step in, like, when, like, what's the time frame? Because, like, like you guys were saying, like, look, as powerful as um, as Rich Paul is, like, he's not Superman. Like, you can't. Right. Like, the NBA is not going to let this fly because if they let this fly, every like, forget star player, every disgruntled player is going to just start sitting out, like. It was yeah. kind of a similar situation with uh I can't remember which player it was. It was with the Steelers. It was either Le'Veon or um yeah, Antonio Brown. It was like a similar situation. So they can't afford to let this one fly. No way. Yeah, it was Le'Veon. And I think they started to put more things in the contracts as to like where they couldn't get certain money or or something like that. But yeah, you're right. Like this is gonna set a precedent going forward. And I I what I think, like I said, I think it's gonna be within the next couple of weeks. Because you can't let this carry on into the season and the Sixers are just hanging here in no man's land. You know, like something has to happen. And I don't know. I, I just I just really hope it doesn't result where we get nothing out of it. That's what I don't want. And it's it's mm. crazy because the whole thing could have been prevented. I don't want to hear anything different. All he had to do was come, keep quiet. He yep. could literally come and say, you know, I'm here so I don't get fined and facilitate yeah. a trade. And, you know, they work behind closed doors. But no, they... The Sixers literally flew out to this guy. They went out to L.A. He won't mm -hmm. even come to the East Coast. And they had a meeting with him, and he acted, from what we heard, like a you-know-what. So it's just crazy. crazy. All you have to do is help us facilitate a trade. You get what you want. You get your money. And that's that. Like, why is that so hard to comprehend? It goes all the way back to after Game 7. All he had to do was come up in that press conference and say, I failed. I didn't dunk. I didn't take a wide-open dunk. I know everyone's mad at me for it. I needed to be more aggressive. I need to work on my game. I need to work on my mindset, being more aggressive. All he had to do was say stuff like that and be like, "I'm a, that's that's going to be my main goal in this offseason. And then he could have quietly said to Daryl Morey, hey, guys, like I was just saying that for publicity reasons. I really want to get the hell out of here. Would you trade me, please? And then they could have brought him back at the beginning of this season. The fans wouldn't be as upset as they are right now. And he could have played. He could have. He could have went on his little nine-game run where he has a twenty-point triple-double. And boom, we get whoever the hell we want in a trade, and it's all good. But yep. he ruined it from the time that game was over. Unbelievable. Let's uh, let's get someone's thoughts. Yo, who do we have on the line? Hey, this is Stephen David. I talked to you earlier, DJ, on your program. And, yeah, man. What's up? Uh, now I get to say hi to RB, my dude. What's going on, man? Uh, I love you, RB. Appreciate you, man. Um, I got a question. I got a question for you. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't it be okay to 
not pay Ben Simmons, let him not be there, save all that money so you could use that money to go get other players that would be beneficial uh, using that contract money that you're saving on Ben Simmons. Why wouldn't that be an option that, you know, let him be stubborn uh, and don't pay him, he doesn't show up, fine him. And by the way, the fines should come out of his bonus, not out of his next quarter's pay. It should come out of his bonus because he's not showing up to get his money for for his next quarter pay. So to me, that, that money's already mortgaged because he's not showing up. Uh, and use that money that you're saving, you already got $8.25 million. That's a nice contract for a, for a player that will that will actually contribute to the team. Uh, you know, because you guys have some guards. You guys are so weak at the guard position. It's unbelievable. Um, and 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 by the way, um, I, I'm a specialized legal assistant. And if it were me and my money. I would be hiring, I would be hiring ten attorneys to file lawsuits against Ben Simmons for everything that you can do, and I would bleed that sucker dry. I would bleed that sucker dry until he wakes up and becomes a man and does his job that he's been paid to perform to do. Yeah, I think the issue is I don't I don't think this money comes off the books like that. Absolutely. I don't think this money comes off the books, though. Like, I don't think not paying him his salary goes towards our our salary cap until he's traded and his contract is out of here. Am I right? Yeah. Well, I heard that they were going to take the money and give it to charity. Instead of giving it to charity, why don't they use it and build the organization up? Yeah, screw charity. We need cards, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The week front off. You should be out there scouting for the next point guard that you need, you know, looking for the next John Stockton because you, you got him beat. You got the mailman already, the mailman-like player already. All you need is the Johnny Stockton, and you got your team. Yeah. Uh, the money is held, I believe, in an escrow account, and if he comes, he gets it. And if he doesn't, then I <laughs> I do think it goes to charity, which is actually – you can't- I gotta it's stop crazy. reading the chat when people call. The chat is just, just yeah, dude. Insane. That's all, oh, man. <laughs> so then, so then, sue, sue out the contract. Get the contract with Ben Simmons broken, and and move on. You're better without him. Look at the confusion that this guy is creating with the rest of the team. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you got Doc Rivers who sits there and praises a guy who does absolutely dick for the team, and now he's got another. <laughs> That he's that he's that he's doing the same with. You need to get rid of him, and uh, and and you know get a team together. Get a team with a head coach that knows how to coach. Yeah. Hey, maybe we can hire you, Stephen, uh, as a legal assistant. You know, to do our work for us. You know. I would love to do the legal work for you guys because yeah. I get results. Yeah. Hey, I love it. We get results. Shout out to uh, Stephen. Appreciate the call, my guy. Much love to you. Love you guys. Appreciate it. Woo. Wow. Something. <laughs> Was he in a dog park? 
I thought he was sitting like 10 feet from his phone, but man, man he was screaming. I love it. Shout out to uh to John with the super chest says woof. <laughs> no, he was he was he was more clear when he called earlier. I think he was walking his dogs listening to us on his phone or something and just decided to call. But yeah, he he <laughs> he's awesome, dude. He has a lot of uh a lot of passionate takes. I yeah, love it. That's, that's love the love passion. Man. John, shout but, out to you and um go ahead, DJ. I mean, John, you, you can't, like John Stockton's an all-time great point guard. You know, he makes it sound like all you need to do is go get John Stockton. <laughs> all you need to do is go get a, a LeBron James, and you're and you're set. Crazy man, I know he would have ripped into two five. Shout out to Tim with the two dollars super chest. Is Ben Maxi and Shake for John Stockton? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, I love it, man. We got we got to take another call because that was absolutely hilarious. Like, right? <laughs> you never know what to expect on this show, man. And and, and, just, and and he's right about what we need, but how do we get it? <laughs> like, how yeah, do we get that? That's what you, I'm saying. Like, you can't I just delete we, the contract and and get John Stockton. You know? Yeah, I wish we could take that money and just say screw it, we're gonna do something else. <laughs> Yeah, who we have on the line now? It's Mama King. Hey, what's going on? How you doing, RB? Good, good. What's up, Mama King? Yo. Nothing. I wanted to talk about Ben. He's been working my nerves lately. Oh, yeah. You know. Let's hear it. You see, Josh Harris, listen to me. He's putting them billions to his millions. I love this thing. And then he mm -hmm. got him out there selling properties and everything. <laughs> Yeah, I lo I love that she uh she calls in a few times um and she that was a great saying you know she's pretty much saying like Josh Harris needs to step up and and mm -hmm. put his money to Ben's you know what I mean I, I love that I and love he is and tall yep I hear he's selling his houses he's selling his uh rich property and all that so he's trying to he's trying to recoup that money that they didn't pay him but I'm so proud that they didn't pay him his salary because if he want to be a brat and sit out. And let him sit out with no money. No money. You guys are right. All he had to do was just come back, play. He could have kept it, you know, on the down low that he wanted to be traded, not so public. And he could have got out of there. We could have got what we want. He could have got what he wants. And I was in his corner. But now that he's doing all of this, it's ridiculous. Like, he's so scared. He's really petrified to get on a plane and come to the East Coast. It's okay. Like we're not gonna do anything to you at the airport. <laughs> so I don't know. He's he's gonna have to get over that. He's gonna have yeah. to really get over that because other teams should be looking at at this as an example. Because when other players try to pull this crap, they need to know. And I hope they 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 shouldn't pay him for the whole four years. Mama Just don't pay him. Let, let me ask you something. Yes, like, baby. Would your would like let you know? Let's say I offered you eight, you know, eight million dollars to come back to 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 Philadelphia. Like, what what would you say to that? You know what? Listen, I would be on a plane so fast. <laughs> Getting down there, and I would just you just give me the ball. I just shoot, shoot, shoot away. <laughs> That's what he need to do. Yeah. I would be right there. Yeah. I will be right there. That, oh. It's crazy. It's and you know what? You can't fault. You can't fault Embiid. You can't fault Doc Rivers. The team is there. They've been behind him. But Embiid gave him just what he needed when he said, "You know, I'm sick of this. This is almost disrespectful. We're here. Yeah. We're here to play. We're here for a team, and we're here to you know get the job done. But whatever. He's a brat. He's a girl. So that's it." 
Yeah. I don't know what else you can say about him. Yeah. Well, we appreciate I'm very disappointed. the call. We appreciate the call and the energy as always. Somebody in the chat right, said, guys, uh, love you guys. Love you too. Appreciate it. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for the call. Somebody in the chat said, uh, Ben has $20 million a year in endorsements. He's not going broke. Those companies are paying him $20 million a year to play basketball the same way the team is paying mm -hmm. him to play. You stop yeah. playing basketball. You're not getting paid to be, to, to have a basketball shoe or whatever else. Like, right. That's an expensive oh. lifestyle, man. And bills are piling up. If I stop working for three months, my bills are going to pile up to to a couple thousand. His are piling up to a couple million real fast. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable, man. Like, I I still can't believe he just won't show his face. Like, I I feel like he really has that celebrity attitude on him. Um, what do you guys? I don't think? understand this approach either. Like, they had to have known, like him and his camp. Like, they had to have known that the Sixers weren't going to let this fly. They were going to make this guy report to camp. Like the you know, the, the risk of him not being traded. So, you know, a couple of weeks into the season or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Like he has nobody to blame, but himself. I can't believe like some of these reports coming out from their side of it, especially you guys see that Brian Windhorst dude, he has to be employed by clutch sports, a it declaration is. of war, dude, you're getting paid millions and you're not even showing up to work. Like, are you kidding me? A declaration of war? Dude, I reacted to, I reacted to that video on my channel and, it actually blew me away because the guy sounded angry on ESPN that the Sixers didn't pay Ben Simmons this money. He kept saying, and now with this non-payment, oh. it's just another thing that's keeping it. This is not how you run an organization. He was angry that Ben Simmons didn't get paid that money on ESPN where you're supposed to be objective yeah. and a, you know non-biased reporting. He sounded like he was Ben Simmons' like personal assistant who didn't get a check. I heard that from about a, a couple different uh, ESPN people. The chat, chat's funny. Someone said uh, Ben filed for unemployment. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and also, I saw a question. Yeah, it is true that he already got paid twenty five percent of his yearly salary, and um, yeah, this the fines are coming from the second portion, but they're just holding it. They're like they're dangling it in front of his face. Like you want it, come get it. It's crazy, mm -hmm. man. I, I've never seen something like this. That's twenty five percent. The other fifty percent is still there too. You don't show up, you're not getting that either. Mm -hmm. Three hundred thousand per game. Um, let me ask you guys. So, so the the report came out today. We'll get to the next thing about a potential. We'll we'll say the Pacers were potentially interested in uh, acquiring him. Now, it did not say that the Sixers had any interest at all, but it did say that Karis Levert was coming up in the negotiation. So. Um, what do you guys think about that potential scenario? I know uh Brogdon, TJ Warren, Lavert, all those guys have been named. Who knows what the Pacers are doing at this point? But what would you guys think for a potential trade with the Pacers? It can't be the only guy you get, man. Like you, you, if we walk away with just um see, like it's not I like Karis LeVert. He's a good player. I always liked him. In fact, he used to be one of the guys I felt like would drop 40 on us every time he played us. You know what yep. I mean? But, um, you know, it's sad. He's not even the best player on the Pacers. That's the thing that scares me, man. Like, we hear about these trade offers from these other teams. Did you notice they're never offering their best player? Like, the Kings, they said De'Aaron Fox is off limit. Like, we can't even get De'Aaron Fox like this. They said Halliburton is off limits. Dude. Telling you, I, I don't think teams want him at that price. 
I, I don't know why the Pacers would, would do that. What what's the fit they're looking for? Uh, you know, then then you get rid of your facilitating point guard, you get rid of one of your best scorers. Now you have Ben Simmons, Sabonis, and Miles Turner. Too. Miles Turner. Now you got three centers. Now you got the the issue that the Sixers had in in 2018 or 2017, whatever. Now you got a bunch of big guys that score in the paint and no guards. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's true. And honestly, the Pacers are just in like a weird spot right now. And when it comes to these guys, like, yes, they would be talent upgrades for us. But let me let me, you know, spew something out here that people I don't think are realizing. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, TJ Warren, Karis LeVert, none of them have ever played a full season. They've been mm. injured every year. So it's like, again, it's a risk. Like, can they come here and play a full season? That'd be great. I think it would help us. I like TJ Warren a lot. He didn't even play last year, I don't think, because he had like some type of foot injury. But you remember the year before in the bubble, he absolutely cooked us. And, I, you know, he's like 28, 29 years old. He's coming into his own. Um, all these guys are around that age, 28. Yeah, it'd be it'd be nice. You know, you can match up the salaries with uh with Levert and maybe TJ Warren or someone like that. They'd be good fits, but can they stay healthy? Yeah, I didn't I didn't know I didn't ever hear that TJ Warren was part of it, but if he is, listen, if TJ Warren's healthy, uh him and Karis Levert for Ben Simmons, I don't know. You still don't have a real point guard. Um I don't know, but it's sounding better than than some other offers that I've heard. And TJ Warren yeah, he he was he was lights out before he missed last season. What what did he tear his ACL? Ah, he had some weird foot injury. I'm I'm gonna look it up. But Stephen, what do you think about that? I just I if you're gonna do that trade, you got to get Brogdon, man. That that guy's a proven point guard. Like I I really like Karis Levert, but that can't be the centerpiece. Like if that means we're trading Ben, honestly, guys, I would consider. And I know this is Sixers fans may not like this. And it's surprising coming from me because I love Maxi, but I would give up Ben. I'd consider giving up Ben and Maxi for uh, Brogdon and Levert, something like that, because you're getting two. Both of those guys are proven guys. I think they both hover around 20 a game, and Brogdon's your point guard. He could, he, he would. I can't stress enough how much just having Brogdon on the team would help too. So I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Just to throw out there, Warren, he had a stress fracture in his foot, uh, and he pretty much missed the entire last season, but. You know, he's he's never played a full season. Brogdon's never played a full season and Levert either. But these guys are good talents. Um, I hear you, though, Stephen. Like, Brogdon and everybody wants to talk about defense, right? Like, Brogdon's a really good defender as yeah, well. Too. Um, and mm -hmm. I think he would make our team a lot better. But I don't know. I'm, I'm having a little trouble here. Like, thinking about the future, right? Like, say we get a Malcolm Brogdon and he, you know, he plays 50 games, he gets hurt. What do we do after that? Mm -hmm. You know, where do we go? That that's the only thing. It would be a huge risk in my eyes. Yeah, I think any anybody you're going to trade for is, is a risk. I mean, you know, Joel Embiid being your franchise player is a risk. You know, I mean, I just think if yeah. that happens, you're done. <laughs> you kind of just have to <laughs> kind of just have to play and hope everybody stays healthy because because if, if if something like that happens, you're cooked. But I, I think more, not more so, but I think the team needs a facilitator, and I also think. A player like Brogdon would would help Tyrese Maxey out so much because mm -hmm. he he could then just yeah. he could probably come off the bench and run the second unit and just be a just be a a bucket getter type of guy, take the ball and score, not too much pressure on you. Or if he he could or he could be a starting two guard and Brogdon could you know run the half court and Maxey could just focus on scoring and 
I think it'd be better for Maxi. I think the combination of those two will be good together too. Uh, I like Malcolm Brogdon, you know, and and the bar is getting lower and lower with what we're potentially getting back for Ben Simmons. So you're gonna you have guys, to pick one soon. You guys think that offer is even on the table anymore, with mm-hmm. how this has played out? I think the Pacers are so desperate for attention in in yeah. the grand scheme of things in the NBA that, like from a business standpoint, the owners of that team would probably be better off trading for Ben Simmons and then trading Sabonis and literally restructuring the entire Mm -hmm. roster around Ben Simmons and trying to do that. Uh, You know, at least then you have a celebrity, a big name, a guy you can put on a poster that people are talking about, even if, even if not in a positive light, like from a business standpoint, that's, that's a way to make you some, some quick money, I guess. That's a good point. Plus like, I don't know about you guys. You look at the Pacers like on paper, they look like they should be like a top four team in the East. That's like a good team. Like, I remember they had like when Victor Oladipo was healthy too. Like you can't forget they had that on top of, you know what I mean? What's already there, but they just keep falling short. They, I think they keep just losing in the first round of the playoffs. And like no, they, they, they have, got, they got to the, uh, they were really good that year. And guess who, guess who took them out? LeBron James single-handedly yeah. took them out. <laughs> they were really good that year. Yeah. I think we need a wing to be honest, because you know, Tobias is more of a different type of four, but I feel like we He's really need that wing. When When's the last time we plugged someone in at the small forward and, like, they were an impact player? It's been a long time, man. I whine about that all the time, and I, I every time I watch other NBA teams, I'm jealous every single mm-hmm. time. Like the Raptors last night. They have yep. so much size and athleticism from all of these dudes, Precious Achua, all these dudes – are big athletic wings that can catch alley-oops and dunk over people. And we're out here with Shake Milton and Furcon Corkmouth. Tired of it. God. OG on Anobi, by the way, too. I don't know if you guys noticed him. him I think he was picked right around the same uh, pick slot as Corkmouth was in that draft, by the way. Something like that. So, Why why don't we ever draft a 6'7", 240-pound, like, small forward? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why I have a feeling that Ellen Brand has has his fingers in on the drafting too because I ju- I just don't know why else he'd be here at this point. The Springer pick, man. Everybody says I overreact about it. You don't pick a kid who's three years out. Like when you're trying to win a no. title, you look at all these teams, man, that pick these guys that were in college for four years. The um the Jazz that team is deep. They drafted Jared Butler. That guy looks like a stud. He's lighting up preseason. My my mom's in the chat. She said Ben Kardashian will never shoot no matter where he is. He is a spoiled brat, and I see him falling into despair like a child actor. <laughs> You've done well. You've done you well. See where, you see where I get it from? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. Shout out to her. Um, yeah. Is, is, it, is it that way or is it the other way around? Does she get it from you or you get it from her? <laughs> no, I get it. I get it from her and her brothers, and they're, they're, yeah, they're, wild. they're wild Philly fans. Would 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 uh would she come in and take a jump shot? Oh, absolutely. She throws <laughs> she throws she throws bows too. Wow. She boxes out. She throws bows. Oh yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm sure she'd be a much more impact player. Um, Wesley with the super chat says, "What should the Sixers do if they go six and fourteen to start?" I just mm. don't see them going six and fourteen. So I'll have to let you know. No, not not with Joel Embiid. No. Yeah. And as much as I overreacted that preseason game. Everybody looks different with Joel Embiid on the floor, and that's that's been that's been even why we look good with Ben Simmons at point guard because with Joel Embiid you almost mm-hmm. don't need a facilitating point guard 
you know, you just kind of run the offense through him. And whether or not that's a championship formula, we still have yet to see. It might not be, but everybody looks better with Joel Embiid in the middle. Yeah, I agree. And Al, we're definitely not panicking. I the first thing I said here tonight was like we we need to chill out about a preseason game. Um, shout out to Jason with the five dollar super chats to ensure to shore up one of our major weak points. Brogdon to start, Sabonis to assist the second team, if possible for two second round picks. Get Levert. So Whoa. I'm not really understanding. Does he mean the trade? Is he speaking from a Pacers perspective or Sixers? I think he's saying to trade for Brogdon and Sabonis. Oh boy! But I yeah. don't want I don't want Sabonis on this team. Don't I don't want anything to do with Sabonis. He doesn't fit with Tobias. Um, two second rounds to get Levert. I don't see that happening either. I think um, it's you know it would have to involve a trade, especially with the matching salary. So, um, but he's just been he's been injured a lot. Yeah, they would probably want first round picks. Like even if you took Sabonis out of that, I don't second round picks. I don't think are getting anything done. Yeah. I I thought the uh, I thought the Pacers were going to trade Miles Turner and try to build around Sabonis, but oh yeah, that, yeah, they had that whole coach thing last year, and they they just went downhill. And and obviously they hired um uh, D'Antoni. So who knows? Um. Aaron, thank you for the super chat, man. Uh, says if we do the trade with the Pacers, we should ask for McConnell as well as Brogdon or Levert. Say what you want, but the guy can run an offense with the best of them. <laughs> Him mm. running the backups makes shake makes shake. So speaking of um TJ, bad spacing. You know what's so pathetic about this? Do you guys remember? I think it was Simmons' rookie year in the playoffs. We had to make TJ McConnell the point guard. Do you yep, remember that? Was- that? It was the only game I went to in that series. I went. We were oh, we we were about to get swept, and Brett Brown said, "All right, I need to put TJ at point guard because Ben's not a point guard." God. Then why why did we move on from that and continue to try to play him at point guard? Yeah, I don't get it. We saw it was glaring right there, and then we went through a couple more series. You guys know I love TJ. Like I would take him on my team any day. I don't know if he can be a starting uh, or a backup point guard on a championship contender, but. I mean, yeah, maybe ask for him in the trade as well, um, just as a backup. I mean, again, like, who do we have off the bench? Like, even TJ just got a bag in free agency. Everybody got paid. What did we do? I also think this is a hot take. We should showcase Andre Drummond. Because he's he's 28 years old. Oh. He's an animal. <laughs> and, and and he's not going to play significant minutes as long as Joel Embiid's healthy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think Char- Charles Bassey or somebody like that can be a serviceable backup. And it seems like we have two starting caliber centers and we're lacking in other areas. Um, oh, you mean turn uh, Drummond into like a trade piece you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. How would mm-hmm. we do that, though? <clears throat> I have no idea. Because I, I heard... Uh, <laughs> I heard the announcer last night. I don't know if you guys caught it, but he said, "Yeah, I uh, I can't wait to see Joel Embiid and Andre Drummond together on the oh, floor." <laughs> I was like, "Did that really just come out of his?" That mind? was like, y'all remember when First Take or whatever ESPN show had Dwight Howard and Embiid in the starting lineup when they were talking? Oh my gosh! Dude. Yeah, like just say you guys are millionaires that don't know anything about sports. Just say you're the worldwide leader and you don't know anything. <laughs> 
I was like, are you serious right now? Come on, man. Um, yeah, and that's the thing people in the chat are saying. Like, Andre Drummond is so much different from Dwight Howard because Drummond is 28. This guy's mm-hmm. like, what, four years removed from being an all-star? Like, he just hasn't mm-hmm. adapted his game. And honestly, he's been in a terrible situation. Like, he mm-hmm. goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's putting up 20 and 15, and they sit him because he's doing mm-hmm. too good. Like, then the Lakers, that was a terrible fit. So it's like, this guy's trying to prove himself and get another contract. And you're right. Like, he's he an animal. And yeah. I think he's going to be good. I'm just worried about the guards. Just two years ago, he had a 32-22 rebound game in Detroit with Blake Griffin on the floor. So he he's a monster. And he I think I don't know if he I don't know if he could play with Embiid. You know, Embiid can go out to the three point line, but Drummond Drummond does move a lot better than Dwight Howard. Uh, and he has a little bit more of an offensive game. I didn't even really know that that much until. I saw a couple of his and one plays last night with the one dribble spin move finishing in traffic. I'm like, wait a minute, Andre Drummond's out here getting buckets. Yeah, and he's playing with energy. You know, he's he's playing hard, and I'm not worried at, at all about that position, especially Niang and Drummond off the bench. I just, I don't know who we have that's going to score the ball in mm-hmm. terms of anywhere outside the paint off the bench. Like, hopefully, Shake can step up. Maybe if we move Seth to the bench, but I just don't see that happening. I don't know what's going to happen there. And Furkan, please don't. I mean, this guy was trying to dribble again last night around screens. There's my takeaway right there as well. Um, <laughs> stop it. And, and Doc just let him do it. Like, come on, man. Yeah, see why Doc will look at a player like Maxi. If Maxi has three turnovers, Doc's like on the on the verge of not playing him for two weeks. But he'll continuously put Furkan out there going one for ten, five turnovers, whatever else. The guy's not a point guard. And Doc said that in an interview, too, that – Oh well, he played he played point guard over in Turkey, so that's another advantage that we have with him. No, it's not. Stop making this guy run pick and rolls. I can't stand it. Oh. And also, Isaiah Joe's better than Furkan Korkmaz right now. Yeah, he looked good, nice. man. He really looked nice. good last night, and he could defend. He's got oh. a little handle too. You don't want him like you know isoing, but I was I was impressed. He looks like somebody who actually improved. Yeah, he has okay. more. He has more of a combo game than than Furkan does. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. not just a catch and shoot guy. Right, and he averaged a couple steals a game in college. Like this guy was a steal of a pick in the second round. Um, so I definitely that shot think is nice minutes. too, man. Nice arc on it. Like yep. he gets that thing up there. Yeah, he seems like he could be a real good role player. His shot is nice, and I don't think he really has like off off nights. You know, mm-hmm. Furkan is one of the streakiest shooters oh I've ever my seen. God. Uh, you know, he's either like he's the front of the rim. Like that's <laughs> when you know you're off. You can't even get it over the rim, dude. He hit yep. the front of the rim, then he airballed one from the oh side. Gosh. So he's either really bad or really good. I think for the that's most part, hard. Isaiah Joe Isaiah Joe's open. The thing looks like it's going in. He shoots like a consistent 40 percent. Yep, exactly. Shout out to Mina with the five dollar super chest is Bumjamin Simmons is killing his own brand. No team's gonna want to bring on this kind of drama, and I hope Doc doesn't ruin Maxi's spot spontaneity shout out to Mina. we appreciate the super chat i agree 100 percent. he's killing his own brand yeah uh i mean you know you can you can watch his highlights and say like well we would love to have him on our team if he plays like that mm-hmm. you know it's the, it's the other side of his mentality that's scary for a team to trade for do you think we're being a little too like because we're so involved like with this, with the as the Sixers, like, do you think we're like too much into this situation? Like, maybe, maybe the outside view isn't like that of Ben Simmons. Obviously, it looks bad, like with this situation right here, sitting out. 
or whatever, not reporting, but you know what I'm saying though? Like you had mentioned, just watch the highlights of Ben Simmons. Cause how many times, man, have we done that as Sixers fans? We get these players at the trade deadline. We're watching their highlights. We're like, Oh shoot, this guy's awesome. He comes yeah, me with me with Josh Richardson. I thought this kid was a superstar. I'll take that one. (laughs) I was so wrong about him, man. Yeah. I don't get it. And I think both of you, uh, Mina and Steven bring a good point. Like, in terms of the drama, like, do you guys think other teams are just laughing at us at this point? Like, do you think GMs are just pretty much sitting in their big offices, just sitting there like, these guys look like fools? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Uh, you know, but it sucks that, like, what are we supposed to do? He, he put us in this position. I know, and that's why I hate him even more, because I feel like he did it on purpose, out of spite. But speaking of the draft, when, when you said about the draft and, and – uh, Jaden Springer, like that's why I wanted this trade to happen at the draft. Me and me and mm-hmm. me and RB were streaming the draft, and and once I saw that a trade wasn't going down, I wanted to just like RB, you just do this by yourself. I don't even want to talk about this draft. I hate everything about it. Uh, it just made me mad. And then it was like a, I don't know, panic move, I guess, or like you know, well, we got to take the best player here at this slot since we didn't trade Ben, and now we have a kid that's like seventeen and a half years old. I don't get it. <laughs> If Tyrese didn't see the floor last year that much, Jaden is not seeing the floor this year at all. <laughs> no, he just he reminds me exactly of uh, uh, what's his name, Zaire Smith. Yep, yep, right on. I don't know if, I don't know if you guys saw today. I, I saw Woj. He said Michael Bridges is in the range for twenty Gosh, million dollars a year on the free agent market. So see, like all you had to do was just keep that guy on draft day. Like we literally drafted him. Like it's just oh. Hey, we need a we need a third man. He really he's just a good, a solid two way player. It's just the fact that we have guys like Cork Maz and all these other guys, man. Yeah, yeah. It's the fact that we were like, hey, what do we need in this draft? We need a a wing two way player, a three and D player. And it was like, oh, we got a perfect three and D player who just happens to be from Philadelphia, and his mom works for the team. Dude, and Brett Brown was like, nah, (laughs) nope. That sounds too good. I think Brett Brown. (laughs) <laughs> Brett Brown was hired by somebody to sabotage this <laughs> franchise because anything that looked like it was going to work, he went away from. Trey Burke and Ben Simmons on the floor together looked like a perfect combination. Get him out of here. Uh, Alec Burks, get him out of here. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it, I just, I don't know. That guy was crazy, man. <laughs> you know what's funny, DJ? Like, I was, I came across this video yesterday on YouTube and I was watching it. It was like a timeline of this entire 2 5 debacle. And they were talking about the part when Brett Brown sat down with him, but he also sat down with his family and talked to them about him shooting. Like, I just find that so hilarious. The fact that, like, his parents had to be in the meeting. Like, are we kidding? Like, this guy's been babied for so long. Like, this is a professional organization, man. It just, it's tiring. Uh. Wesley says two dollars and not have my question answered at all. I just don't see that happening. <laughs> I mean, come on, Wesley. You want me to answer the question? I don't think it's gonna happen. Like, <laughs> what do you want us to say, man? Wesley's just always mad. You can't please Wesley Stone, man. Whatever. <laughs> if it had if we do go six and fourteen, here's what I want to do: win more games and, and see how it plays out. Until <laughs> five gets traded. That's really my answer. What do you think we should do? Call into the show, Wesley. We're right here. <laughs> Wesley wants us to go six and fourteen so he can celebrate that he was correct about Ben Simmons being the greatest player of all time. Mm. Yeah. That's what he wants. 
what he wants. Jason with the $2 super chat. Appreciate it, man. It says, what about Dennis Smith Jr.? The bench needs help too. <laughs> I'll let you guys go. I'd probably Ooh. take Isaiah Thomas at this point over, over <laughs> Dennis Smith Jr. Oh. You know what that I, reminds me of? You guys were mentioning like bench scorers earlier. You know who I really wanted that year? The year we got um what was it? Glenn Robin Glenn Robinson and um Alec Burks. I wanted D Rose so bad. You know, like I don't understand why they just they should have just whatever. I Yeah. And we need a score anyway. like they that. Gonna we win do. Anything. We do. Look at look at what he's done on the Knicks, man. It's it's unbelievable. Um it's crazy. We we really need that type of score, but we still got 400 people in the chat. Shout out to everybody, wherever you guys are watching. Drop a like, subscribe to all the channels. Um, let us know if you're enjoying this. Uh, call into the show, 215-798-7638. We'll go back to the phone lines a little bit. Um, let us know what you guys are thinking about this team. Is it time to panic yet, or we do we need to take a chill pill? Um, John with the $5 super chat says, free Howell Neto. You got to love it, man. Howell Neto was one of the worst basketball players I've seen. Oh, um dude. Horrible, man. Entry pass specialist. Brett loved like, him, though. Brett Brett really said that several times. We need him on the floor because he gets the ball to Joel Embiid. He, he's an entry pass specialist who can't score or defend or do anything else. Even Somebody, Trey Burke. Even Trey Burke, man. It's just I don't get it. Trey Burke put up 21 points and eight assists alongside Ben Simmons having a 34-point triple-double in three quarters. Oh God. Not to mention, he and went Brett to Dallas. Ben Simmons and cut him. He was good on the Mavericks. And the, he, he was productive on that team in the playoffs coming off the bench. Him and Luca were lighting it up that one game. Yeah. And Brett oh. benched him and cut him. It was crazy. And James Ennis. He took both of the both of our decent bench players, benched him and cut him. That was <laughs> insane. I don't get it. Shout out to uh, the credit card maestro with the ten dollars <laughs> super chat. <laughs> Thank you, my man. We appreciate that. He says, "Showing love, gentlemen." I bought season tickets last year, right before the playoffs, and now I regret it. Wow. That's tough. That's tough, man. Uh, that's one of those things when, when people talk about the Sixers uh, having getting a financial hit from Ben Simmons doing all this stuff. You know what I mean? A lot of people bought season tickets. And now the product is not what you thought it was going to be. You're not getting what you thought you paid for. Yeah. It's so. disappointing. I don't know if you guys saw that picture. It was uh, his jersey at the airport, and it was on clearance next to Carson's. <laughs> and it said uh, it was on. It was a 50% discount, and it said his discount is higher than his free throw. <laughs> <percentage."> <laughs> oh, man. That. I mean, that was brutal. Oh, um, man. That's what I mean. What happens if this man, so wherever he goes, whatever team he's traded to, like what happens if this man's struggling from the foul line on that team? Like I, I don't see this changing. What is he gonna magically turn into a good free throw shooter in one in two months? The offseason was like two months. I mean, the fact that he's shot 65 or 70 percent before tells me that he's just a head case. And that's even worse because not only it, he's not technically a bad free throw shooter, he just can't handle pressure. So anytime mm -hmm. he gets into a pressured situation or the playoffs, he's going to absolutely fold. He couldn't do it. He was nervous. He's probably it's probably an anxiety thing. His vision's blurry. He's breathing heavy. All this stuff. Trust me, I have anxiety in other areas of life. I could imagine if that's what he has at the free throw line, he probably can't even see the rim. Mm. 
He has to because, you know, people talk about that Utah game where he had 42. He also knocked down a lot of free throws that night. Yeah. Like he, for a significant portion, he was shooting like, I think, 60%, 70%. And it just it just dropped to 30%. Like, that's just yeah. inexcusable, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was 11 for 12 in that game. In that game, the free yeah. throw line. <laughs> I just... I, I mean, even in the playoffs, you got people out here cheering you on at the free throw line. It's like this thing just got so bad. It got so bad. Um, Somebody said Ben Simmons is re- reconsidering coming back. Bleacher Report, but what? I don't. But I just checked it and trolling. I don't see it anywhere. So probably trolling. Uh, why do people do that? I don't know. <laughs> people people just like the spotlight. Unlike others, but um, <laughs> wait, wait, nine twenty one p.m. Oh no, October fifth. Ben Simmons' camp apparently asked about the salary the Sixers withheld and was told there's nothing he can do. Wait, what? Uh, oh yeah, let's see. Wait, um, here I'm. Oh. I'm gonna pull it up on the screen here. We got a, a report from Kyle Newbeck. Let's see. Um, and sorry for calling you a troll, whoever posted that. Apparently, you weren't trolling. <laughs> I don't know if it's exactly what they said, but uh, let's see if we can get it up here. Can you guys see this or no? Sort of. I can just pull it up on a side one here. If it's you just want to like, read just, it all. Uh, I'll, zoom in, I'll zoom in a little bit. Word. All right. So after receiving a big fine for missing last night's game, sources say Ben Simmons representation spoke to the players association and had it reiterated. The money could not be recovered. A potential sign that the weight of a holdout is settling in. Mm. So we got breaking news here on the Sixers takeover podcast. What do you guys think about this? The lines <laughs> are open, man. What do you Dude, people? They said people said, man, I'm telling you, it, it, the first one I heard say it was Mike Missinelli. He said, this guy's not, this guy's going to miss one game and he's going to come running back. He's not going to miss. You're not going to hold. You're not going to lose this much money, period. Like your pride doesn't matter how embarrassed you are to come back. None of that. It doesn't matter, bro. You're not giving up $30 million. Man, you're not is, sitting dude, this is turning into a soap opera, man. It's like, how do these guys think that they can just sit out and get that money? That's the crazy part too. And when, when the caller said, put, put your billions through your millions, the last thing a billionaire is going to do is pay someone that doesn't come to work, bro. A billionaire that owns warehouses and, and some guy's having an issue at home and he missed seven days of work and, and he's, his whole family's going to be put on the street if you fire. He's firing him. He's a billionaire. He does not care. He's not giving up a dollar. This is interesting. Um, yeah, and then, and then now it makes sense because the next day he puts his apartment for sale. <laughs> yeah so what are they are they suggesting here that he's gonna have to re- like he's gonna report okay I, th- I think they they didn't think the sixers were actually going to withhold oh, that money on, and, and and fine him they're trying they're still trying to paint us as bad people after being fined three hundred and sixty thousand dollars for for missing yesterday's game <laughs> <laughs> that's insane 
They would reiterate it. They would be unable to recoup the money being deducted from the eight point two five million sitting in escrow. Uh, it was communicated to the Sixers these early fines were perhaps higher than they expected. <laughs> <laughs> Simmons has the right to seek arbitration for 30 days and can move for accelerated arbitration after the loss of a hefty game check. Do you believe there will be a successful route who has showed has no show for work while his camp drip feed stories in the dude. media no, about his desire to play? Dude, arbitration arbitration is literally a, a, a judge sitting between the two parties saying right. who's right and who's wrong on this contract. This How in the world? A loser, man. How in the world is a judge going to sit here and say, yeah, you know what? This guy deserves that $8 million yeah. for signing a contract and not coming to work. You know what I have to say, man? I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. He doesn't like basketball. Right. That's what I'm saying. He's going through all this. I mean, come on, man. He doesn't like basketball. James Harden went to Houston last year. Dude, yeah, you know. I mean, he showed up. He was overweight, but at least he showed up. <laughs> people who love basketball, they love shooting, even if they're absolutely terrible at it. They mm -hmm. love shooting a basketball, and they people who love basketball need to be told to not shoot the ball when they're bad at it. Somebody that doesn't want to shoot a basketball doesn't love basketball. Yeah, it's just crazy, and you know it's pretty crazy too. Like um, that video I referenced earlier that I was watching. Um, apparently, there were reports as well when he was in LSU about like his lack of like desire and stuff, and um, it's just crazy to see how that's tied to now. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, he didn't care at LSU. No, he didn't care at all. He yeah. didn't even go. He bragged about not going to class. He didn't. He never stepped foot in a classroom. Yeah, and they gave him a documentary, right? Yeah, yeah, he said. He said on there, he's like, "You just need a 2.0 to uh, pass." And he's and he bragged about not going to class. And they showed what part of the documentary was him showing up to the campus and signing autographs. Like the only time he showed up to the campus was to sign autographs for people. He was just a celebrity. He's been treated like that his entire life, and now he's been hit with a brick wall, and he and he doesn't know how to get past that. Like I'm better than everyone mindset. Yeah, mm -hmm. Un unbelievable. Hold up, let's uh let's go back to the lines real quick. Um, we got someone on here. Let's see if they got any thoughts. Yo, who we got on the line? Yo, yo, this is Joe Cruz, man. Just calling in. Wanted to say Ben Simmons is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> as simple as that, bro. <laughs> All right. That's it. That's it. All right. Thank you, bro. <laughs> I mean, he's not very, wrong. Very insightful. Oh, man. We got a trade, too. Indiana's trading Edmund Sumner what? and a 2025 second rounder to the Miami Heat. Oh, no, via Miami to the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Things are happening, guys. You think so? Edmund Sumner. Does this mean well. anything? Yep, also, we're getting a Ben Simmons trade before midnight. We're sitting here all night. Also, <laughs> another trade. Um, where was this at? Uh, Sekou Dumboya uh, being waived by the Rockets after acquiring, acquiring him from the Nets. Sekou Dumboya. Bench help off the bench for the Sixers? <laughs> <laughs> And um, also, Kyrie Irving uh, might not be able to play in home games. So, <laughs> oh, we already knew that. Yeah, somebody said Kyrie is eventually going to get vaccinated, like Andrew Wiggins did. And I'm tell you, I'm here to tell you right now, no, he's not. If there's one, <laughs> bro, if there's one person that values their own beliefs over mm. 
over the NBA, it's Kyrie Irving. He'll retire before he he's on some other shit. He's on some like elitist run the world and 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 it's all like some kind of big giant scam to keep like he's on some other stuff. He does not care about the NBA at all. There's no way he thinks he thinks like the Rockefellers are trying to put some kind of microchip in his arm. He's not doing it. Nope. Boy, oh, it sounds man. like the Nets and um, Sixers, I was going to say, might have to swap players, but I don't know if I want to deal with that. I would like to just have a normal player come here, you know? Let me ask you guys that. Would you be – just say the – God, Kyrie's so good though, man. Would you Would you accept that trade? Like, would you be happy about that? No, unfortunately, no. He's just too much of a head case. He's just too much of a not necessarily a head case. I went to his website and I read a lot of stuff. <laughs> I, I I say head case the wrong way. I'm serious. He 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 has so many foundations. He's just so focused on on helping the world. He does not care about basketball. You know what I mean? And it sucks because well, it doesn't suck for the rest of the world and everybody that he's donating money to and foundations and things. But he's so good at the game, he can show up and drop forty five. Mm-hmm anytime he wants to but he's just so focused on being a philanthropist he doesn't actually care about the game at all so you know he'll play for two weeks and then he'll like leave for two weeks and uh his twitter page will be like a a, a, some kind of egyptian photo with some kind of other (laughs) language and like dude he's 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 just not he's not focused on the game man you said you know what though guys can we play a version like like, think about it. Does does giving the Nets Ben Simmons and taking away just you know taking away Kyrie from that team does that make them better or worse? Oh, it makes them it makes them better, a lot better. Yeah, I think their only issue is defense right now, and I don't mm, think yeah. I don't think Kyrie really helps him that much. He kind of just takes the ball away from James Harden and Kevin Durant. You put Ben Simmons with Durant and Harden. I'm sorry, that's I don't want to do that. I don't want to send Ben there. I don't think KD would take his stuff though. I think if he came in and just played like the way he is, I feel like KD would go. Yeah, hold up. The game's on the line. The ball's in Durant's hands. What's Simmons doing in that situation? Well, they're fouling him. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. (laughs) Hack a bet right away. Checkers. Got to play chess. Right. Shout out to uh, Gossip Girl with the Super Chess. Is my boyfriend is crushed about Ben and doesn't want to watch basketball anymore. How can I convince him to love the Sixers again? I'm sorry. You might be at a crossroads there. But uh, I'll let these guys try. I don't want to talk bad about her relationship. <laughs> Steve? I had an urge to say something, but I I don't know if I have it in me. All I got to say is, why doesn't he like watching Joel and B play basketball? <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> All I'm going to say is, if your boyfriend's crushed about Ben Simmons, I know who wears the pants in a relationship. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is i wanted to say it but i just couldn't do it shout out to gossip girl for holding down that one (laughs) gossip shout out to you just tell them uh i don't know if you guys are from philly but um we'll move on we'll be all right we'll win games we'll win games don't worry can we get a caller on the line man we got 400 people still in here you guys are mad men and women we appreciate you guys being here but um of course, of course, West. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! 
Wesley, uh, I got to credit, my man. You always, you always stay consistent. You know, at least you don't fade away like these other ones. But um, man, this is going to be a great show for a long time. Who do we have on the line? And they hung up. Oh, damn. Must have been her boyfriend. But uh, Andre with the two dollars super <laughs> chat says Sixers without Ben is to. Oh my Dang, god! What is going Here on, man? Here they come. The Sixers with Ben was depressing. We, we lost to the Atlanta Hawks. Are you guys excited to see a, an actual offense on the floor? I know I am. I mean, what's not depressing about a 6'11 guy passing up a wide-open dunk? Right. Yo, who do we have on the line? Hey, what's up, man? Yo, what name up? is Nan. Saying hi. What's up, man? What's up, man? Yeah. Oh, no, man. I just want to, like, say one thing. I'm a... I feel like as a Raptor fan, I watch you guys' channel and I really like what you guys say about the Sixers and how you guys analyze the game. And I know you guys are hard fans just like I'm a Daha Raptor fan. But I got to say, a straight-up swap for Siakam and Simmons, do you not see it as a win-win for both sides? The way I'm talking about it is because before last season, Siakam was shooting 40, 40%, 38% from three. And that's exactly what you with plus with good defense, and that's exactly what you guys need. Did you say Siakam was shooting forty eight percent from three? <laughs> He's trying to sell us on Siakam, and he hung up. So forty eight. I think it's twenty eight. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say. <laughs> keep that guy away from my team, man. No. Come on, man. I don't, nah, no, no, no way. No. What I the heck are him and Tobias gonna do? They're just gonna stare at each other. Siakam benefited a lot from Kawhi Leonard. You know, uh, and once Kawhi left, it was kind of like, okay, now all the pressure's on him, and he's just he doesn't have that much to his offensive game, really. Yeah, and and he does not fit with Tobias Harris, so exactly, I just don't that see too. It. Yeah, um, Romp in the chat, what's up, Romp? I'll take Siakam, then we can trade Tobias. <laughs> that really does that really push the uh, move the needle. Yeah, I don't think trading a 40% three-point shooter for a 28% one is helping Joel and me <laughs> too much. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, yeah, the chat pretty much agrees from what I'm seeing in here, but we got 400 people in here, guys. Drop a like, drop a subscribe. Let us know if you're enjoying this uh, this collaboration. Uh, we'll probably take a couple more calls and then probably close it out for tonight. Um what do you guys think about this whole debacle? When do you when do you think an end comes to this? Are we going to sit here through a whole season with this? I don't, I think I think moves are being made. I, I don't think it'll go on for a long time. When you say, "Jeez," I mean, I mean, if they're asking oh. already about fines and stuff, you know, like things are going to happen. Well, the first regular season game is like what? That's like. It's it's like let me check. 15 Six. days maybe. Dude, I'm telling you, that amount of money is going to pressure anybody to show up. Especially somebody that lives that lifestyle. He he's not just oh, he's rich. He can sit back. No, he can't sit back. He can't sit back. You can't live that lifestyle and not make any money. And it doesn't matter what how how famous his Instagram girlfriend is or whatever else. You know, he's not like People are talking about he has he has endorsements, he has this, here's that. He is not getting he doesn't have anything that's paying him 170 million dollars besides the NBA. Anyway, this isn't my place at all to be, you know, talking about this because it's his business off the court, I guess. It's 
especially relationships it's touchy but like <clears throat> why is it he like did you notice every girl he's dated has been a celebrity like a well-known celebrity like again it's it's look it's his life but like you look at Embiid who he married I don't even know like I'll be honest I never heard of her until now you know what I'm saying like I don't know it seems like uh -huh. he just care and then again the game again so many NBA players play video games and stuff like that whatever but like he's into the whole like like twitch like live streaming like you know phase clan thing like it just seems like he cares more about being a celebrity like i wouldn't be surprised if this man never laced up his basketball shoes again like what if this thing just got out of hand he's like screw it made my money all these endorsements i mean he got, he got a max contract think about it the guy was you know obviously in the situation now but just um yeah it, it, it's funny because you, Eastwood, uh, you you have been saying this for a very long time. Like you've been saying this since like I remember you first hopped, you know, on here on the YouTube. And like I know RB, me and RB, like we were always realistic with Simmons. Like you know, we definitely weren't fanboys or anything like that. We gave we gave him the benefit of the doubt for the longest time. But I just remember like Eastwood when he first got up on here, I was like, damn, this dude's pretty harsh towards Simmons. Like this was even back <laughs> to like like before all this stuff, you know, yep. obviously became an issue, but. I Here pretty much are. hated He's his. Right. I, I I pretty much hated his mindset from from the time I heard the guy talk in college or whatever. You know, I thought he could be a great player, but I hated his mindset from the jump. And I always thought he loved being a celebrity. And you know, mm -hmm. why why are you why are you talking about how much a guy makes or what he's doing with his Instagram? I don't know too many players that are posting pictures of themselves in a Bentley before mm -hmm. they ever touch the basketball court. Like we know you got paid to be in the NBA. It was just the way. The way that he presents himself on social media is so like, look at me. Take this photo of me walking out of a car, like looking at the ground. Make sure I'm holding my Louis Vuitton bag. Like, it's so off putting. And it's really, I could tell from the very beginning, this dude just loves being a celebrity. I didn't know it would get to this point. Um, but I know that he can't lose as much money as he's, as he's losing. The fact that his camp already reached out, like, hey, you, you really find us that much money? Like, can we, can we work this out or something? The, Nope. Yep. So you know something's yeah. gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. He can't lose that much money. He just can't. Yeah, I agree, hundred um, percent. Gossip girl with the five dollar super chat. We appreciate it. it. Says putting it out there. I thought Ben was a bitch since day one. Also, I'm trying to call from Canada and it's leaving me on voicemail. Well, a lot of people are calling. And by the way, we can't really, um, we can't really know who is calling at, at one point in time. So you just got to keep trying to call and, and we'll answer as we go. Um, but shout out to you. Shout out to you for holding it down versus your boyfriend. I think that'll uh <laughs> I think that'll be some good conversations. <laughs> Dude, my when 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 we were about to or when we first drafted Ben Simmons or when I was excited to draft him, my girlfriend said to me, She's like, What if he's not good? And I was like, What do you mean? How could he not be good? Right. Damn. I was like, he's six ten, can handle the ball, he's fast, he's he's dunking on people, he's he's gonna be amazing. Yeah. And five years later, it's like Crazy. she actually said that. She just looked at me, he's like, Well, what if he's not good? Yeah, it's harsh. It's I couldn't harsh. even fathom it, and she was right. Yep. <laughs> there you go. She's always right. Yo, who do we have on the line? I couldn't even fathom it. Yo, uh, this is uh, David. I'm actually a, a Raptors fan, but I mean, if I was in your position and, and the Raptors had been in this position before when we lost Vince Carter. I would just trade Ben Simmons, get him the fuck out of there, and uh, build from the middle. Like you guys are already a great team. You have Embiid will probably lead you to a championship eventually. So it's 
it's just a waste of time and resources for everybody as they I don't know how you guys feel about it. Obviously, everybody wants an Apple return, but I'll just move on and uh, start building up in the middle, get solid role players. Embiid has MVP caliber skills to get you a championship. Raptors did it in 2019, and other teams have done it before. Uh, so, yeah, that's all I have to say. Appreciate I don't know how you guys feel about it. Yeah, appreciate the call, my man. Thanks, uh, man. Another great uh, caller there, and, geez, the Raptors fans are – these guys are eyeing us, man. Um, well, well, I think part of the reason they're not just going to trade him for anything is because Daryl Morey has an ego also, and he has a reputation also. And mm-hmm. he's like, if I get screwed in this trade, that I'm going to look like the worst GM ever. So he's yeah. sitting tight. Like, I'm getting the best thing I can get for this guy. I don't care if it takes this whole season, probably. Yeah. I I don't think Daryl wants to trade for anything less than like a, a known player. Um, let's see. Who do we have on the line now? Hey, it's Gossip Girl. Hey, what's going on? What's up, Gossip Girl? Hey. Yo. Hey, thanks for answering my super chat. I just wanted to talk real quick about how my man is a Ben Simmons fan. And I'm also a Raptors <laughs> fan, by the way. Y'all got a lot of Raptors fans here. Thank you so much. And um, wait, so yeah, wait, no wait, wait, problem. Sorry. So uh, my, I just wanna... Wait, so your boyfriend's a Sixers fan and you're a Raptors fan? Is that... Correct. Yeah, I know. We've been dating for like four years. Okay. okay. Yeah, I just want to make sure. I know. Yeah. I slander him all the time. He slanders me. It's it is how it is. But I want <laughs> to to tell you guys, it it is. I don't actually hate the Sixers. Actually, I like Joel. I like what you guys do, and I like your like culture in your city. But my boyfriend is such a Ben fan, and when he kept denying that, like, oh, like. He doesn't need a jump shot. He doesn't need to shoot. <laughs> like, he gives other people opportunities to shoot. And I'm like, uh-huh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now he's just so heartbroken. I took him to the Raptors preseason game, and he was just, he was so sad that Ben wasn't there, man. <laughs> I just want him to love basketball again. Is your boyfriend's name Wesley Stone? <laughs> no, Checking, just checking. No, we love Joel. We both really like Joel Embiid, and I'm saying Joel Embiid deserves better. But he's just, he's just so sad about Simmons. I think, and I just want him to love basketball again, man. I mean, it sounds like a tough predicament here. Like, mate, I I feel like you're fact checking him here. Like, you know, Joel's the man. You know, like, tell him to get over it. You know what I mean? Tell him to get over it. Come on. Come on. It's a Sixers <laughs> basketball. Okay. I'll tell, I'll tell him to get over it, and I'll tell him specifically that you guys told him to get over it. <laughs> Watch our channel. Yeah. Ben doesn't want to be here, so we no, don't want him here. I so. do. I, why, why doesn't no, he? No, he, 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 he can't handle Sixers. He can't handle the Ben slander. Oh. I, like, he can't handle the Ben slander. Again, I like the Sixers, and I actually as an organization, and I like Ben. I like Joel, but I am mainly here for the Simmons slander. He can't handle it. Hey, guys. And if you're wondering who wears the pants in the relationship, you can, you know, you guys are right. Well, I I would have bet money on that. All right. All right. I love you guys. Keep doing what you do. Have a great night. Thank you. Shout out to you. Thank you. Yeah, these callers just get better and better and better. Um, That one was self-explanatory. and. Wow. 
Jeez, we got the I don't even know what to say. Shout out to Jason with the ten dollar super chat. Thank you, my man. You've been showing some love tonight. He says fraud Simmons needs to be traded immediately. If he comes back, he's gonna fake an injury and get paid. He's gonna mess up potential trades. Owners and GMs have been hearing media say fake an injury. You guys really think he would do that though? Mm. <laughs> if that's the only way I feel like he would. If that's the only way to contractually get that money, maybe he will. I feel like he would. <laughs> Could you imagine that him sitting on the sideline and just not talking? It? <laughs> that would just be so weird, man. You, you, we got to oh get this over God. with. This, yeah, but, we really do. Did you I see Kwame? Did you, did, did you see Kwame Brown talk about uh, Ben Simmons on his on his yeah. YouTube channel? Yeah, mm-hmm. I just saw that today. Um, He's right. Yeah, he was like, he was like, bro, he was like, as, as a businessman, like, I got to let you know, this is a not a good decision. He's like, talk coming from me, who's made mistakes, mm-hmm. who's lost millions of dollars in certain deals, messing with certain agents and stuff. He's like, you're giving up this many millions of dollars in 10 years, you might be smacking yourself in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. We got another caller here. Yo, yo, you're live on the show. What's good? Yo, 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 yo. You guys can hear me? Yep. Loud and clear. Um, I'm not a Raptors fan, but I live in Toronto. I'm Martian, by the way. Uh, What's up, man? Um, what team do you like? I wouldn't want Ben Simmons here in a Raptors jersey because I think it'd be it'd be really good for the Raptors. Because one, they run a lot of defense, and there's Nick Nurse, a defensive coach, that'll really um that'll really help them a lot. And two. Raptors player development is really good. Like if they can get guys like Fred Van Bleed undrafted and turn them into, you know, borderline all stars. I mean, I agree with that. This guy. Yeah. And Masai Ujiri is just a man. He'll he'll figure it out. I've, one way or the other, he'll convince uh, he'll convince Ben to stay here. And I don't know. He'll just. I think he'll just be good here in Toronto. And I wouldn't want yeah. I wouldn't want that for the Sixers. So the Raptors can get Ben Simmons to shoot the ball, yes or no? <laughs> I believe so, yeah. I really do. If they can get um, Scotty Barnes to t- start um, hitting threes, and shit, they can they can do a lot with Ben. And I wouldn't want Siakam back for, for the Sixers. Hell no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Hey, I'd rather get uh, OG. I mean, this is wishful thinking. I'd rather get OG. And Fred Van Lee, but we all know that's not happening. Mm. I agree. Hey, appreciate the call, my man. Thank you, man. You guys enjoy. Later. People were. Sp- I remember in the beginning of this, people were saying that that they wouldn't take Fred Van Vliet for Ben, and I was like, dude, I'd take him right now. Yeah. And now that's looking like way better than I thought it would have looked. T three with the super chat. He has too. He got too much love early. And y'all let him get away with too much. Didn't let him sweat before giving up the max a year early. Raptors fan. Thank you, my man. Mm. I agree with you. He's been coddled. He's been coddled the entire time. Yeah. Um yeah, he's right. A big problem. A big problem is that this team was was terrible with nobody on it. There was no veterans. Mm-hmm. There was no nothing. There was even a coach that shouldn't have been a coach. If if Ben would have got drafted by the Lakers or somebody else that had veteran players and a veteran head coach. He wouldn't have got away with this stuff. They would have sat him down his rookie season and said, this ain't going to fly. But we were so happy to have a potential superstar big name that we just let him get away with whatever. 
Yeah. And I and it it also pisses me off when people say, Oh, well, the Sixers were just the worst team in the league. And then when two five came, you know, they were a fifty win team. Like there there's other things that went into that. You know what I mean? Like, how about Joel Embiid playing? Yeah. Uh, how about <laughs> other player? Like, come on. I hate how about the how about the fact that NBA defenses didn't know yet that you just don't have to guard him. You know, like all of his rookie highlights, they're out at the three-point line on his hip trying to guard him, and he's blowing by everybody, cutting through the defense, throwing no-look passes behind his head. That's all great. If the defense is out there, all of a sudden the defense is nowhere close, and now he can't do anything. Yeah, it's a, it's it's crazy, man. Um, there's like 50 people trying to call in. We'll take one more, um, and then we'll wrap this thing up. But you guys have been crazy, man. Shout out to all the love in the chat. Um Thank you guys for being here. All right, let's see who we got on the line. Yo, what's going on? Uh, no, nah, we can't hear you. Hello. I heard you like very muffled in the background, but. Yeah, sorry. I called earlier and my gotcha. headphones were in. There you go. I, I was trying you. to talk. What's going on, man? So would you guys completely be opposed to Kyrie coming to Philly? See, I wouldn't because I think he's that good at basketball. Uh, for me, if they could make him sign a piece of paper saying he will show up in the day, <laughs> then yeah, I would love him here. But other than that, I would say no. I, I feel like he would retire if he got traded here. Me too. But like, I don't know. I feel like the situation is already so messy that it couldn't get any worse. I don't know if that's just me wishful thinking, but well, well, then you're adding Kyrie Irving on top of that. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I know that's what I mean. Though, like, we get them off of, get him off of their hands. We get Ben off of our hands, and then we just try to make some work off of that. Yeah, it would be interesting. It would probably take a little bit more than just Ben, but I think we could do it. I think we pull it off. We probably could. It, it again. It just depends if uh, Kyrie would would show up. But, if looking at it yeah. from the other side, if I was the Nets, I would make that trade right now. But uh, I, Kevin Durant apparently already said that he he uh, doesn't want to do that trade. So apparently, Kevin Durant is the GM and the coach. <laughs> um. Well, you heard Kyrie, right? They don't need a coach. Yeah, they don't need a coach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go, Steve Nash. Go, you, man. Yeah, anyway, how does Kyrie and Doc Rivers work? Oh, yeah, boy. That's a story for another day. Oh. Yeah. All right, man. Appreciate the call. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you, bro. Appreciate it. We need we need one more call with some some energy, man. We need somebody to fire off to, to close Heck this yeah. TR3 with another $10 super chat. Thank you, guys, for all the love and support. You're out here showing our channels. Uh, so don't listen to this Raps fan. We ain't the most desperate. We're not this desperate. Most Raptors are just fine with Scotty Barnes. We can't make anyone better that doesn't want to be better. That's a mm. strong statement right there. Yeah. That's a strong statement. And that's how a lot of GMs are probably looking at this. You know, right. this guy's not going to come here and randomly shoot. He clearly does not have any interest in improving his game. He's blaming everybody else every day. Right. And the last two to three years, it's been, you know, is he going to, is he going to do it? We know he can. Will he? Will he live up and work on his game? But he just he hasn't. So I think we've reached that point. I agree. Oh yeah, you don't have the number up. Oh yeah, I got you. And hopefully this is the last time 
you know, all of us hop on here and have to talk about this, by the way, because I'm yeah, getting yeah. really tired of it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I agree. This round table. I want to talk about the team, man. Yes. Yeah, it I would agree. be nice. It we're going to be, be nice. doing this weekly, man. And for the people in the chat asking us why we keep talking about it again, like we we're not to. trying to. It's just it's the news of the team. Like it's what the reporters talking about It's what it's what everybody talks about. We're 15 days away from playing a game like we need to know what's going to happen with our guy, you know, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. can't really fault us but uh literally see. you google search you just type in sixers all right i just typed in sixers and the first two the two of the three articles that come up are both related to this ben simmons contract situation yeah and they exactly. played a preseason game last night so it's exactly. not us it's not us hey, man. We're, we just got to cover the team yo what's going on hello can you hear me yep loud and clear all right. Hey, guys. Um, I enjoy your show, and I'm a huge Sixers fan, too. But let me just say this really quick. Ben is a buff, right? And the Sixers, this is all the Sixers' fault because it's no reason why he got a max contract, that big contract, after scoring one point in that playoff game. I'm sorry. I will never forget that. Ever since he, was, he played that game, I just was never a Ben Simmons fan at all. I'm going to cuss real quick. He plays like a bitch. I think he is a bitch. That's all I got to say, guys. <laughs> Thank you for the call. Yeah, have a good night. You too. You too. <laughs> yeah, um, Damn. He's had, uh, he's had some poor playoff performances. There's no doubt. I forgot um, all about that. He did the one point game. He came back and had a 31-point triple-double the next night, though, after Jared Dudley called him out. Dude, I was, why just I was so frustrating with this guy. I I was standing Ben Simmons so hard, like mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I was going to war for this guy. I was like, yeah, Jared Dudley, you suck. You're yep. forty years old, and you should be playing in LA Fitness. And that, like, <laughs> he was where, right. where was that motivation? That you saw it right there. He took it to heart. He came out and, and was a dog, man. I don't get it, man. Mina with the two dollars super chat. Wentz and Simmons both mentally weak and paid too soon. Sheesh. I would have to agree. It's been a it's been a tough time with Philly sports. Don't forget Markel Fultz. Ugh. Yeah. Carson Wentz was paid after he broke his leg. Right? Or was that before? No, it was. Remember. Shout it was out after. to Howie Roseman. It was after. Um it was after another season ending injury, right? After yeah, his back injury, yeah. Ball. Yeah. Wow. You broke your leg. You come back. You're not as good. You have another injury, and then we give you a max contract. That is wild. And then you draft a quarterback in the second round. (laughs) (laughs) Whose draft profile is Tim Tebow? I'm just saying. Just saying that's what it says on his profile. I'm not saying he is, but that's that's ballsy. Credit card maestro with the $5 super chat. Imagine Ben's first game back at the Wells Fargo Center in a different uniform, going to be worse than Santa with the Eagles. Mm. Well, I'm going courtside. Yeah. Heck um, yeah. Fund us to the game. You know, we <laughs> it too. The moment, the moment he's he's going for an inbound right there, we'll be right up in his ear. You know? <laughs> the moment Man. the date is announced, I'm serious. I'm going courtside. I can see how it's gonna play out. I, I can see Joel Embiid first possession, taking him down in the post. The fans rise up, everybody's going wild, and Joel hits him with a little spin move or something, throws it down. He's pumping his chest and I think Ben would go to the locker room and never come back. <laughs> think he plays that game? No. He'll no weasel way. his way out of it, man. 
He's not coming to Philly. <laughs> imagine oh. imagine he pulls up first possession and shoots a three. Oh. <laughs> Dude. Oh, I would be I would be I would be irate. That'd be nuts. But that being said, guys, we've been going for two hours. Still 400 people in here, guys. Appreciate you all so much. Drop a like wherever you're at. Subscribe if you're new. Drop a one in the chat if you enjoyed this show. Yeah. Hope to do it again next week. Uh, hopefully, Romp will be here because um, hey, we got to call. We got to call Comcast for Romp, man. <laughs> Everyone, drop a Romp in the chat. Um, show him some love. I think Romp's in the chat himself. <laughs> um thank you to everybody who helped uh support the channel tonight all the uh nice comments the super chats the channel members shout out to everybody in here um i'll let these guys go around and uh then we'll close it out steven what do you have to say appreciate the energy guys um i'll be honest man i've i'm trying to look forward to this season because this simmons thing is just looming over me so much i want to be excited about this team you know and just being on these streams again with you guys, the energy and stuff, like I'm I'm excited, man. I regardless of all this nonsense going on, I'm I'm excited to get back into gear, man. So hopefully, uh, you know, we're back on here. I guess what we're making this a Tuesday night thing. So keep bringing the energy, guys. Um, I gosh, I hope the next time we're on here, he's gone. I really do, but wouldn't bank on it. And hopefully, Romp's here, man. Hopefully, he gets his energy. <laughs> My dad forgot to pay the bill. <laughs> Yeah, that, I I set my I set my Comcast up to automatic a long time ago because I I forget things like that too. Uh, shout out to the chat, shout out to everybody showing love, man. Uh, this is fun doing this with you guys, and uh, yeah, hopefully next time we're not talking about Ben Simmons. I do think it is a a fresh energy going into the season, even though I'm 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 worried about how much the team really has outside of Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris. Uh, and I have worries about Doc Rivers trying to turn Maxi into a traditional point guard but um it's a fresh energy though because i was lying to myself all last year and probably the year before that it's okay this guy won't shoot but he does this better he does this okay it's fine it's fine no it's it's really i knew it wasn't fine the whole time and so now it's finally like actually on the wall you know it's done it's over so uh we can move forward yeah i agree shout out to all the uh shout out to all the great supporters in the chat um D'Angelo says, very disappointed in the stream. Well, thank you for tuning in, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got 400 people here at uh, 1018 at night with absolutely nothing to talk about, D'Angelo. So you you start a YouTube channel, and in in three years, let me know how many people are watching, bro. Hey, yo, R- hey, yo RB, it's all right, man. You're, you're still an all-star. You don't have to you don't have to work or improve. <laughs> there you go. Right. It's my name, right? Uh, Tina. With the two dollar super chat, thank you very much. Just send them to Alaska. <laughs> Dude uh, said that must have been Gossip Girl's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny to me. Like we're two hours seven minutes in here. We don't. We can't even put together a sentence. We're tired. We have nothing to talk about. And and this dude, like you, probably have been here since the first twenty seconds. You know, you'll probably go back and watch it on the replay. You'll probably watch it tomorrow when you're at work. Very disappointed in this stream. Wow. <laughs> I, I I was never the type of person. I don't know about you guys to like go into someone's chat and be like, yeah. I don't like your content. Like, I would just leave. 
imagine somebody putting like time and money and, and, and years know. into something and just not being good enough for one person in the chat, man. Wow, it's just I'm really disappointed in myself, D'Angelo. I, I really hope that someday I can live up to your standards. Maybe maybe I'll just retire. You know, maybe I'll I'll take my fines and just retire. Yeah, I was just gonna say, just <laughs> just don't show up anymore. Oh man. Hey, that being said, shout out to everybody, man. Um, thank you guys so much for being here. Except, uh, you know, even D'Angelo, too. Thank you for being here. Um, appreciate the support, man. You guys have a great rest of your night. We'll be back next week, and we'll all be posting on our channel. So if you're not subscribed yet, the channels are on the banner. Subscribe to Philly Take with RB, Running Back Philly, Sixers Talk, Steven and Romp. Um, we're here to bring you the coverage. You know what I mean? We're going to tell it how it is, and uh, we're going to cover the team. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry that Ben Simmons is still the center of all of the news. Yeah, yeah. I can't help it. I can't. D'Angelo is a uh, is a confirmed romp fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. You guys have a great one. Catch you on the next one. Peace. Later. <laughs>